Hello, it is Thursday, January 28th. Insane day, but I think you're going to enjoy the hell out of these conversations, don't you think, Ty? Yeah, absolutely. Fun show today. A lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and have a good time, shall we? If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please tell somebody. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it, Ty. Speaking of dropping, Skunks have been doing that this morning, (laughs) but now they're holding the line and fighting back. Yesterday, we talked about everything going on with GameStop, AMC, Nokia, in the Wall Street bet situation that's taking down the stock market. This morning, it was hard not to just watch that entire run. GameStop was making a run. It was climbing. It was climbing. It was falling. It was falling. It was falling. Then it was fighting back up. There we're going. There we're going again. And then everything just started to collapse because Robin Hood was not Robin. Robin Hood. Robin Hood was stealing from the poor and giving to the rich, (laughs) not allowing a free market to happen, which is what they promote and which I promoted for them while reading Robin Hood app ads on this show. I'd like to let you know that I apologize for doing so. I had no idea that this was just a group of people involved in something that's been around since 1792. What? Is when this New York Stock Exchange began. 1792. And for a long, long time, long time, a lot of people didn't understand what was going on over there. Mm -mm. There was only a few people that go in there. You see these videos of people, hey, oh, hey, hey, you see a lot of yelling and everything like that. And if you're not from the city and you're not in the economic world, you have no idea what's going on. But then Robinhood was introduced. E-Trade was introduced. These places were introduced. And they're like, hey, we're going to make it simpler for you. We're going to do what you yeah. need to do. Turns out that was probably all one big sham from the Robinhood folks. And I believe some other people, they were just trying to get your money in there to keep the Ferris wheel going around. Because now that you've actually figured it out and got a chance to win some money, the people that you're winning the money from, guess what? On the other side of Robinhood, they say, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Shut that son bitch down this morning. You can buy stocks in the ones that are going to lose. You can't buy the ones that are currently winning. Not on this app. No way. No, no. <laughs> and I guess we should have expected this from Robin Hood and the others over there. And, oh, yeah. and, and I feel like I've never been involved in the stock. Okay, not my thing. I've had a lot of people come pitch me to get involved in there. Obviously, uh, when you don't come from money, then you make money. Obviously, you got all these financial experts that want to take your money and do things with your money to make you more money. But it feels like nobody ever really you know, sees the money that they make until a long time from now. I might die tomorrow. Who the fuck wants to play that game? How much money are you making off of my money all of a sudden? That, I had a lot of questions, and I was probably pretty difficult to deal with, but there was a lot of people that got in there, and I never really understood the whole thing. It felt like, you know, I used to be a card player. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I used to be a card player. There's a couple games that I walked into in my past where it felt like the dealer and a couple people at the table knew each other a little bit too well. Just And I'm not saying that they were rigging the deck, which is very difficult to do, but it felt like there was potentially some signals going on and things happening. Mm. And you don't want to cause a big – you just go like, okay, hey, I understand what's going on here. You kind of play it cool and you go like, hey, no harm, no foul. See you later. Not going to take money. Turns out that's exactly what the stock market has been. Yeah. The dealer has had a couple uh, friends that have been in the whole thing. They kind of been controlling the whole goddamn thing. And now everybody else at the table is like, gotcha, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can imagine that the dealer and their friends are going to shut everything down. I'm excited to see how this pans out. This is a big sports show. And uh, we love talking sports gambling. And since 1792, Wall Street was basically the first gamble that you could possibly have. And that's how you tie in the stock market into a sports show here on Super. XM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio. <laughs> Tease and peace to everybody that was on a magical run, just making money hand over. Kid turned 50 grand into 15 million the other day on GameStop. And I'm assuming there's going to be other stories that come out, but it feels like that thing's potentially a little bit moving, a little mm-hmm. volatile. Yeah, everybody on the internet saying, hold the line, hold the line.
because the short thing, I guess, expires here in a couple days. So if you really want to do your duty or whatever with the hedge funds that are betting against companies and trying to bury companies and everything like that, they're saying, hold the line. I want to let you know I did not get involved in this game. But from watching outside, I bet it's going to be very difficult for a lot of you guys to hold the line. Yeah. Because the entire thing about stock market, buy low, sell high. Some of these companies, we all know, well, there ain't no way that company's ever getting back that high again. <laughs> and if we're going to take a little something from the uh, uber selfish rich folks that have run Wall Street for a long time, to buy low, sell high, that's what they do. Unless you flip that thing with the short and they try to bury companies and whatever, it's going to be difficult to hold the line. But those of you that are out there doing it, you know, trying to fight against big thing, hey, good on you. More power to you. I don't think it's going to end well. No, no. <laughs> I do believe there's a chance that... There could be some, you know, rippling effects from this whole thing with a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And when you're talking about a company that lost $13.1 billion the other day, the hedge fund uh, that shorted GameStop, basically, and then Wall Street bets on Reddit found out about it and was like, well, that ain't what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and flip that mm -hmm. script. And they lost $13.1 billion, and they had to file for bankruptcy because they didn't have enough money to make up for the whole thing. So the richest people in their time... Okay, those people that are running those hedge funds. Oh, yeah. Became the brokest people in their times mm -hmm. overnight. Mm. I'm not 100% sure that's going to go quietly. No, no I don't think <laughs> but, so. Hey, I think this is the world, you know, standing up for uh, against a lot of big corporations, big things that have been in power for a long time. Good luck out there. As a person that's on the outside looking in, I do believe there's going to be fireworks. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Know that this show has always been on the side of. We are against the idiots getting in way of people doing good things. Mm -hmm. A lot of people making good money right now right. in a world that they never got to make money because it felt like it was rigged by the idiots against everybody. Now everything is flipped on its head, and that's where our show stands. Yeah. Hell yeah. Other big news in the sports world, obviously there is actual news. Deshaun Watson has officially said, I want out of town. Mm. Houston Texans. Uh, Jack Easterby and Cal McNair, the two that run that squad. Uh, can you please put this picture of Jack Easterby up real quick? Bingo, this guy. Wow. <laughs> that photo. Preach. Can I get an amen? That's what's coming out of his face right there. You see, he's literally... Can I get an amen right there? And listen, there's nothing wrong with you being religious or being a priest or a pastor or a chaplain or whatever you want. People are making money in many different ways these days. Do whatever you got to do, whatever your calling is, the Lord called him. But I think whenever you go in and potentially brainwash somebody who's an owner, who's in charge of some things, and it potentially looks that way, you know, some people are going to have a negative reaction to it. And that has happened down there in Houston. We have no idea of Bill O'Brien, which team he was on, how that whole situation panned out. But the... Casario GM hiring from New England, which was potentially by this Easterby guy from the Patriots who comes down to Cal McNair, prays with him, becomes his good side, starts being the one making the decisions around there. Uh, the Casario hiring obviously frustrated Deshaun Watson, kind of boiling point. Here we go. Now, as of today, after they hired David Cauley as their head coach, by the way, 65-year-old man who's been in football for a long time, formerly the passing coordinator uh, for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. He's now the head coach for the Houston Texans. 
And as soon as that happened this morning, Deshaun Watson woke up and said, all right, officially get me the fuck out of here. I'm excited to see how it all plays out because there's two different sides of this whole thing. They can trade away Deshaun Watson. I assume they get some draft capital. It will still cost them about $22 million in dead cap space the next two years. It can either be spread up uh, by $5 million one year and then 16 point something the other year, or they can take the entire 21 point something hit next year. We all assume it'll be split up amongst the two years. His contract, if you view Deshaun Watson as the premier guy, which a lot of people do, one of the premier guys up there, very easy to take on. If you have picks, go ahead and make the play. But also, if Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play in Houston, and the Houston Texans say, God bless you, son, but we ain't getting you out of here. You're staying in Houston. We already lost. This city's already lost. Russell Westbrook, Mm. James Harden, basically every star we've ever had is already getting out of town. You are staying here. And Deshaun Watson goes, nope, God bless you, ain't doing it. They can find him like $50,000 a day. Damn. Lose $21 million over a season or something like that. So this could get pretty big. Who knows where he'll end up. One of those teams, potentially. I didn't see a Photoshop, but I'm sure you wouldn't mind. Pittsburgh Steelers with Deshaun Watson at Tone Diggs. How do you feel? I'd take him, depending on, you know, it would never happen for the Steelers. But depending on what you have to give up to get him, I mean, his contract is very actually nice for the next four or five years, whatever it is. But if you're the Texans, you could play hardball. And you could take $50,000 out of his pocket or whatever every single day. But wouldn't it just be better just to, like, get rid of That's not going to help him. He's not going to come back and want to play more. Wouldn't it just be like, hey, let's let's just deal with this now. It was a bad situation. Probably Billy Stooge's fault. To- no, okay, okay. Listen to what you just said there. For them just to be like, yeah, okay, let's get rid of this. This is a situation. That has never been the NFL. The NFL has always been in control. Just like the hedge funds <laughs> yeah. have been in control of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and you got people climbing up the stock ladders, mm-hmm. okay, saying "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." What if that's how? What if Cal McNair and Easterby are like, "This is our team. This isn't Deshaun Watson's team. He signed our contract just less than a year ago for 170 whatever million, 140 whatever million it was. He he's here, and if he doesn't like being here." That's on him. It's going to cost him a lot of money. We don't care if he shows up looking like James Harden. No. (laughs) You just got to show up, bud. That's on you. They could do that. And I think that is something that a lot of people uh, in the football world have been talking about. Like, there's a chance that the Houston Texans aren't a part of this entire media narrative that's happening. Uh, maybe it's just Deshaun Watson's people who are like, hey, he wants that. we want him out of here. Maybe Deshaun wants out of there. Has anything been said from the Houston Texans, Cal McNair or Easterby, on how they feel about this? And by the way, that's hilarious that we're referring to Houston Texans as Cal McNair, owner of the team. Mm-hmm. Easterby, former chaplain of the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. Have Cal McNair or Jack Easterby said anything that they would even participate in this conversation? Or Casario? I don't think they have, so... I mean, at Boston Connor, the New England Patriots going to need a new quarterback. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? I mean, we're in the hunts, and you mentioned how uh, Easterby, you know, he's a big praying guy, but he's not praying to God. He's praying to his Lord and Savior, Bill Belichick. So oh. I'm expecting Easterby and to Casario put their brains together. Hey, look, the Patriots gave us everything. Let's just give them Deshaun Watson. Why not? We'll get Nikhil Harry. We'll be fine <laughs> next year. So next year, you'll have a bunch of picks uh-huh. down there in Houston. You'll be praying to your Lord and Savior, Bill Belichick. That's right. Saying. And you'll get a chance just to run an entire place into a ground right underneath Cal McNair's nose. Exactly. It'd be wonderful. I mean, they're already doing it. Might as well just go full send and just fucking ruin the hey, thing. Hey, this thing's for Texans fans. J.J. Watt's yeah. gone. 
probably, yeah. I mean, it saves him $17 million in his last year if they cut him. The cap's going down. You'd assume that that is going to be a potential cap casualty, even though J.J. Watt's an absolute stud. Now you lose Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Those two guys are what? Every single page of your program at your stadium, and now you have to completely oh. change everything mm-hmm. over. And you have to sell your fan base on the fact that the people that are making decisions are making the right decisions. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins makes that uh, catch over four people on the Hale Murray or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people in Houston that were like, oh, you guys are making the right decisions. Oh, that was a fourth-round <laughs> pick you just sent out there. It's going to be tough to win that fan base who is very passionate, very loyal, back over, mm-hmm. especially when it's been a long-ass time and they never had a quarterback until Deshaun showed up. And it's like, yep, get the fuck out of town because uh, we don't know how to handle, like, relationships with people. Huh. So, fucking either pray or get on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hopkins had that unbelievable catch, but David Johnson had, what, five touchdowns? Like, 500 yards Pretty this good. year? Do you remember <laughs> the beginning of the season? By the way, he was balling. Yeah, that yeah. first game. It looked unbelievable. They'll be fine with David Johnson. Yeah, I feel bad for Texans fans for sure, but it feels like he's going to be on the move. Is he going to New York? Is he going to Miami? I hope not. Is he going to New England? Is he going to Jacksonville? People are saying potentially Jacksonville because that's the number one overall pick, by the way. Oh, shout out Trevor Lawrence. Going to Houston Texans, yes. as people were saying. Oh. Hope and, you like praying. Hey, Trevor Lawrence is like, wait, 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 wait. When I declared, I did not know. Yeah, no. I was going to Duval. Yeah. <laughs> Urban Meyer. I was going to Urban Meyer. Yeah. Con has that pool paradise down uh-huh. there. There's no state income tax. Well, Texas is also the same thing, I believe. So that's okay. But I thought I was going to a program, you know, that we we're trying to build up. Here we are, one that's just <laughs> tearing down right mm-hmm. the whole thing. At Ty Schmidt. Um, Intriguing information coming out of our conversation with Aaron Rodgers on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Aaron talked about how it would be the dream to be a Green Bay Packer for Mm -hmm. the rest of his career. But then whenever the draft happened, he had to face reality that his future is out of his control. It's what he told us, basically. Mm -hmm. And in turn, instead of a spite store, instead of Mocha Joe's competitor... He flipped it and made it a very positive thing. He mm-hmm. said, like, it's not, it's not what happens. It's how I react to happiness, positive love, and everything like that. And that's kind of how he's been all season, by the way. It's been awesome to kind of talk to him and see. Mm-hmm. And then everybody had to react. Well, you know, he kind of did this. Our journalism got questioned by everybody, and then he moved forward. Now there's a chance. Old Shefty said this morning, by the way, I'm a big Shefty guy. We're mm-hmm. big Shefty guys. Oh, yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. Shefty said that maybe Aaron doesn't want out, and maybe the coaches don't want Aaron out. But he's not 100% sure that everybody in that building wants Aaron to stay. Whoa. Is Gunther Kuntz and Mark Murphy fucking telling everybody behind the scenes, hey, listen, we're not sold on this guy. So if you want to come and get him, go ahead and get him. We got a guy in Jordan Love ready to go. And by the way, this exact quote right here is exactly how you keep the conversation that started on Monday (laughs) continuing and going and going because Mark Murphy came out and said, we're not idiots. Aaron's going to be our quarterback. But Shefty isn't just making things up. What we have learned from, you know, uh, Pelissero, uh, the rap, uh, rap sheet, oh, yeah. Shefty, Field, Al, Jet, all the insiders we talked to, they're not just making things. Sources are telling them something. I'm very intrigued by this. If Guntekins wants to run Aaron out of time. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's Mark Murphy. A lot of people... They, you know, they'll come at you and say that he he doesn't believe that, and they were just, you know, I mean, good franchises. They draft a quarterback to to prepare for the future. 
I mean, we, we rehashed it all season. That's not what happened. Obviously, they thought he was declining a little bit. Otherwise, they wouldn't have invested so much in moving up to get this guy. Do you think at this point, though, with everything that's being said, like, I mean, you know, like, the, the egos that are potentially in there more. Do you think he's just like, he's like, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on the cliff with, with Jordan Love then, no matter what. I don't but care. You, you saw it with Pace, right, for a yeah. long time mm-hmm. with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. You, you see that type of thing, and I got a chance to experience it a little bit with Trent Richardson. We traded a one for him, Ooh. and it was obviously not worth. Like, it was not worth. For whatever reason, it was not working, but he's number one overall, worth two number one overalls in total. But whenever he came in, for whatever reason, it wasn't working. Whether it was team's fault, coach fault, scheme fault, Trent's fault, whoever's fault it was, it wasn't working. And we had a team, and we continued to play him, right? Continued to start him, continued to start him, continued to do it. And that's either because – it's the ego, like this is my, this is the best player, I know it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's, uh, hey, we invested a lot. Let's give them a little bit of time here to try to figure it out. I'm intrigued if you're just going to, what are you going to do, just sit on Jordan Love? He was the number one overall pick. He didn't even dress this year. Nope. Like, are you just going to sit on that? Are you going to say, okay, this didn't work? Or are you just, you know, going to do what has happened in the past where egos will get in the way and ideas and maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. They're in a position that we are not for a reason, but you can see how they could potentially think our brains are bigger than everybody else's, even though you got the MVP playing fucking quarterback right now. Well, and that's why it never made any sense to think that Rodgers would go somewhere next year because Jordan Love clearly isn't ready to play. They'd basically be punting on next season, and if they think they have a championship roster, like you, you just you wouldn't do that. And I think I never really thought that Rodgers leaving Green Bay would be a thing until you you started talking about like, well, yeah. I mean, I saw him cut Peyton Manning. Like when you hear something like that, he it's cut like, Peyton Manning. So when yeah. he says like, there's no absolutes, like obviously. Obviously, he you know he I, he wants to be there I think but you just you just never know what ulterior motives are going on. And by the way, that wasn't just Peyton that got cut. I mean, a lot of my friends at the time got cut, and they were all very big name players. Yeah, I was getting like text messages from guys telling me, like, "Yo, hey man, it's been fun. Have a good one." Don't answer, by the way, if they're calling. They're cutting everybody out here. That, that really happened. Now, that was with the turnover of New Regime, and Andrew Luck was sitting there, and it was like, all right, we got this is the time to kind of retool mm-hmm. if we were to do so. But still, it's Peyton fucking Manning. 13 seconds was the conversation length for him to get into the Hall of Fame the other day, yeah. and he got cut. Now, there's also a injury thing there where he had just got uh, spinal uh, – Fusion, Final, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. fusion or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Andrew Luck sitting there. There's a salary, whatever. There's a lot of shit, but still, Peyton Manning got cut. I mean, that is Jeff Saturday got cut. There was, <laughs> I mean, Dallas Clark got cut. I mean, there was a lot of people that just kind of like, yeah, you're not welcome here anymore. See you later. And that happens. And that was just for the Colts, by the way. That happens in a mm-hmm. lot of places. So whenever Aaron, very humbly, by the way, that is an incredibly humbling thought for him to be having especially after you that you just had like yeah who knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. instead of getting attacked for it it's like yo that's potential real life though well and especially like a, an upcoming off season like this where there's so much uncertainty and you have no idea where the cap's going to be at a bunch of teams are going to be over it you you don't you really again don't know what people are going to do again i don't think he's going anywhere i don't think he really thinks he's going anywhere but i mean anything's possible 
Anything is possible too. Where's Chad yeah. Henney going? Does anybody know Ooh. his contract oh. is up? Pat's Does anybody know if Chad Henney's contract too. is up? I saw a couple people in the YouTube comments say, Watson to the Broncos. The Broncos are in the quarterback market, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Every name that pops up, everybody goes, Broncos, Broncos, Broncos. Now, allegedly, Matthew Stafford's potentially going to the Niners. Whoa, Come on! Whoa. 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 Bro, it's so far away. It's too cold. Bro, we're right here. It's nice out That's there. True. It is ah. nice out there. Can somebody explain. I mean, nobody has to explain it. He's a very smart person. He's made a lot of money. But, Matty, that city kicked their team out of town. Yeah. Okay, so go play in fucking Arizona, dude. Right. That team, that city's going to tax you 70% of your money you're going to make. Mm -hmm. Not here in Indy. No. Now, listen, is Shanahan here? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, and I understand where that could be. We got Frank Reich, though. Yeah. yeah. You remember what Frank Reich did to that broken-ass quarterback, Carson Wentz? Oh, yep. oh God. Oh, Goddamn Super Bowl. Okay, especially, you know, we got Pittman Jr. getting hot out there. Mm -hmm. Jack Doyle's, but Jonathan Ooh. Taylor. Nine times. Oh, the house you could buy here. Oh, oh Matty. Oh. Come on. Let's not think about the Niners. Turns out I think the Niners are in the lead for who he's probably going to end up with. And that is all coming from information that we don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> so we have no – Dan Cilio, by the way, shout out to him. I do believe he was the one of the first ones to say that Matthew Stafford's out of Detroit. And then we started a conversation and something happened and people got mad at us and the whole thing. And it was also Chad Brown mm -hmm. yep. over in Denver. So they were kind of on it early. He, Dan Cilio here. Cilio? Celio. Sounds right. Celio! <laughs> Celio. Former Lions quarterback, he tweets, former Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford with a hashtag there. Preferred destinations for... It's an interesting hashtag. Huh. Did he think there's just hashtags of Matthew Stafford yeah, out there? People looking him up, yeah. Okay, I get it. right to the top. That makes sense, because if you put the, the hashtag in there, when everybody clicks on that hashtag, it'll yep. all line up in there. Mm -hmm. huh. I guess. Cilio. Cilio. Dan Cilio. Cilio. Head of the curve. Dan Cilio. Well, why wouldn't he put QB in there, too? Because a lot of people are searching QBs. True, true. And hashtag Lions. It, yeah, well, the Lions, the at, you know what I mean? You yeah. had to give it a little mm -hmm. legitimacy. Mm -hmm. But yeah. at Lions, and by the way, former period at Lions. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag NFL would have been a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> No, but he wanted the actual NFL. He wanted to give the Shields some credit. Yeah, yeah, which is smart. Hashtag MCDC. I, I like Dan Cilio, but this tweet, it, it, there's a lot left to be desired here. Anyways, hashtag Matthew Stafford's preferred destinations for the 2021 NFL season. So this is Matthew Stafford's preferred destination. So Matthew Stafford or somebody very close to Matthew Stafford had to tell Dan Cilio. So, shout out to Dan Cilio having to plug on one of the biggest stories of the yeah. NFL right now. He says that the 49ers are his number one preferred destination. The Colts are the number two preferred destination, which we need to change. The Jets are three. Chicago Bears oh, at Bear four. And then Panthers at five, which after Matt Rule's conversation about Teddy Bridgewater, seems like they're going to be in a play for a quarterback. Uh -huh. uh, going to be competition for Teddy. He has to pick it up. Matt Rule came out and said a lot of stuff. Very interesting. Uh, he was very open, very transparent, which we appreciate from Matt Rule. But Teddy Bridgewater's not safe down there in Carolina. So will they be in the quarterback sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson or anybody else? Who knows how many picks they have or anything like that. But let's hope Matthew Stafford comes to goddamn Colts. 49ers, by the way, with Matthew Stafford, problem. Yeah, yeah. it'd be oh, very, man. very good. That is a real problem. By the way, the other day we put Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers. A lot of people did, and we thought to ourselves, oh, man, that team's a problem. Mm -hmm. Matthew Stafford up there, team's still quite a problem. Yeah. Isn't that quite a shame for Jimmy G, though, that we're putting other quarterbacks and we're just like, man, if, th if these good quarterbacks <laughs> were to go there, it'd be fucking great. And Jimmy G's like, well, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's made a lot of money. A lot of money. Had quite a life over there. Yeah. Yeah. Missed a few Dating throws. Porn stars. He missed one throw that caused quite a conversation. That was in the Super Bowl. If that thing's seven yards shorter, <laughs> 21 feet shorter, uh-huh. that thing, we're not even having this conversation. Last year about Tom Brady or right now about uh-huh. Matthew Stafford or Aaron potentially going there. Would Stafford really put the Bears on one of his top five teams where he'd want to go to? Yeah, in the, 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 the one that confuses me is in the, the Jets. Division? Why would the Jets be on that list if he wants to go win? That's with him. <laughs> that's but real. Maybe he doesn't. That's the one that makes I mean, no he sense trusts, to me. He trusts in, in Slaw. Bob Slaw. Yeah. Bob Slaw, dude. From Tan. He's got a chance to chat with him. Not Dan he, Campbell, though. He's from Detroit. Motor City Dan. He, by the way, that no decision trust. was made before Motor City Dan. Yeah, that's, what they that's what they've said. Yeah, they have yeah. said that. Hmm. But I just hope. I mean, it's said. We're showing highlights of Matthew Stafford this morning, by the way, on TV. Oh. <laughs> So good. I feel like a lot of people right now are just getting introduced to Matthew Stafford because he's been in the wasteland for the last 13, yeah. 14 years yeah. or whatever. I don't know how you part ways with him. Well, you part ways with him because he's at the point, I think, where he, or somebody, because he's just a football player, a loyal teammate and everything like that. Somebody had to potentially speak for him and go, hey, listen, Matthew, somebody has to do this for yeah. you. Because if you heard the conversation about Philip Rivers right now, you haven't. Philip Rivers is getting buried everywhere. 17 years. This guy was starting, made it through an <laughs> AFC championship. Mm-hmm. 17 years starting quarter. He's talked about as not even being one of the greats of all time because the Chargers and the Colts, when he was there, didn't go on a run to the Super Bowl. Do you think this Lions team's ever going to do that, Matthew? He's like, yeah, I want to go down Woodward, actually. I, I <laughs> and they're like, well, they're not. Okay, Matthew, just we need you to go away for like a month or so. We're going to handle this now. <laughs> Matthew wants fucking out of here. And, and then Matthew comes back and they're like, I'm getting traded. They agreed to it. You're welcome. Shut the fuck up. That's, but if that's how it went, I have a lot of respect for Matthew Stafford, obviously. Yeah. Just like I had a lot of respect for Philip Rivers, like just just doing it. Joe Burrow going to Cincy. Mm-hmm. The conversation of like he potentially wants to hold out because the organization isn't an organization that will ever go all in to win a Super Bowl. They might try to put a team together that's good, but they'll never go all in to win a Super Bowl. Like teams that are in the Super Bowl right now, aside from the Packers in the conversation, have chosen to do. Where does he go? He comes to the Colts. I think there's a real conversation about that team making a run. And I think if he comes to the Colts, you bring in Marvin Jones, who's a free agent, or if let's get crazy, Kenny Galladay, you sign him. I mean, that's a team right there. Yeah, so I think we'd, we'd relax on the uh, the hiring and signing of more Lions in our <laughs> – Yeah, probably. Like Chris Maybe Godwin, potentially. Ooh. T.Y. is uh-huh. up. He's already getting Alan his thing Robinson. on the side of the stadium. Yeah, Alan, Robinson. Alan Robinson's going to be uh, – because they didn't extend A-Rob or no. whatever. Mm-hmm. They could have done that. I, I just I, It's going to be a deep wide receiver market. Let's not get automatically connected to just more Lions players inside of our buildings. All right. Hey, good Maybe. connection. That's all I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, maybe Calvin Johnson too. Right? Now, Chris Ballard should potentially think That'd about be, yeah, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> A.B. too. At oh. Viva Lazito, your poll today revolves around Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'm intrigued to hear how this one is plan, uh, panning out on at Viva Lazito's Twitter account. Yep. Uh, today, allegedly, almost a third of the NFL reached out to the Lions about trading for Matthew Stafford. Will more or less teams reach out to the Texans about Deshaun Watson? Right now, less than a third is at 26.8%. More than a third, 73.2%. See, it's interesting because Deshaun Watson's asking price and contract much, much, much larger. So everybody in this conversation uh, is voting, it seems like, and I might be wrong, and I'm not thinking for all 5,400 people that have voted thus far. By the way, promote the vote at Viva Lazito. Uh, It's his, one of his last tweets or whatever. Deshaun Watson, obviously, 
these people were saying much better quarterback than Matthew Stafford, right? Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson had one of the best years he's ever had, looked amazing, and they lost 12 games this year. So he's in a bad spot, just like Matthew Stafford has been in a bad spot. But anytime you talk about a trade, and we mention this in every single situation with the Carson Wentz situation, with this, there's what's coming alongside of it. Deshaun Watson's contract, if you love Deshaun Watson, is a very easy, tradable contract to get. It's not the biggest. He is owed money already. But if you believe he's your guy, one of the guys who can get your team to a Super Bowl, it's not that bad. But Matthew Stafford's asking is probably one first rounder and a couple other things. Mm -hmm. Deshaun's probably going to get two to three first rounders. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that it's going to take to get Matthew Stafford and to get Deshaun Watson are going to be a bit different, but I would assume that there'll be natural fits in both situations there. More or a little bit less than a third of the NFL reached out for Matthew Stafford. So that means there's, what, 10 teams looking to change their quarterback. There's a big market for these quarterbacks. Who's going to get left out? And will Deshaun Watson get traded? That is the conversation piece of the NFL for what the next two months mm -hmm. <laughs> for a long long time the Browns is the Browns dude okay long long time and then this year Andrew Barry becomes general manager Stefanski becomes the head coach uh Baker Mayfield seemed to find his groove two running backs got going and they got into the playoffs this year hey here we go Cleveland oh, Browns here we go and it seems like there's no slowing down right now for the Cleveland Browns joining us a massive asset that was added to the roster uh to add to the success of their run game that has two incredible running backs uh, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, now right tackle for the Cleveland Browns, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Conk. Yeah! Yeah! How's it going, Jack? Good. Thanks for having me on. Hey! See that? You see That's that? pretty good form right there. Thank you. You see, keep the, the chest uh, square, you know what I mean? Keep the legs driving and pump the arms as if I'm fighting somebody. Um, Jack. The success in Cleveland, you weren't there, obviously, for any of the downtimes for the Cleveland Browns. But this year, the incredible success that you guys had, how did it feel in there? Was it an odd, Does it feel like that culture is only getting started in the organization? Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think uh, it was actually pretty crazy, I think, how it all, how quickly it all took. You know, with, especially with this year with COVID, having the new staff, having a lot of new guys brought in, um, for us to be able to, uh, you know, we took a beat in that first week against the Ravens, you know, and I think that was really what woke us up and figured, hey, it made guys have to buy in and, and figure out, um, you know, how we can be successful all together. And, you know, you saw it as the year went on, you know, we started to gain some traction and, and uh, you know, losing. And, and the, the biggest thing, too, is we did that almost the whole year without, you know, Odell out there. And we're going to get him back. And, you know, our, our entire team is almost is pretty young and we're going to get majority of those guys back. That's awesome news for all the people of Cleveland in the dog pond who have seen some dark days in the dog house. The, um, the Andrew Barry moves of bringing you in, paying you, paying uh, Hunt in the back, 
Then bringing in, obviously, you have Chubb already there. And then the way the offense was kind of forming, I assume Andrew Barry had a vision for this team, and I assume he talked to you about it, about what the team was going to be going forward from an offensive standpoint. And is that why you ended up signing with the Browns? Because of that whole, uh, aside from the money, by the way, congrats. But is, <laughs> is that, is that, congrats on that. But the was that also a part of it, like kind of the vision of what the offense was going to become? Hey, we're going to be able to run the hell out of the rock and then play action is going to open everything up we think it'll benefit everybody in our offense including baker mayfield is that kind of how it all went and is that do you guys know that's your identity going into games yeah definitely i mean coming in um you know leaving tennessee and having stefanski coming from from minnesota we you know we had the same sort of the zone style offense like you said that run heavy and um you know, I, I love to, for me personally, I love to run block. You know, I, I don't want to be sitting back and throwing the ball 50 times a game. And, uh, you know, for them to pitch that, you know, we're going to be the, the wide zone. We're going to come out run. And, um, you know, when we do pass, we're gonna, a lot of it's going to be play action. We're going to get, you know, Baker out uh, out of the backfield. We're going to be moving along. And, and we're going to have that marriage of the run in the pass and really just try to sell that. And, you know, as an offense lineman, you hear that, that's, that's gold. I mean, it's like you're telling me I don't have to sit back and, and block these, these, these nuts rushers over and over again. Um, sign me up and uh, and to have the team buy into that because you know those, those are hard you know sometimes a lot of you know you talk about naked I don't know if you've heard this even but a lot of times for offensive line coaches refer to elephants on parade you know when offensive <laughs> linemen are just running from the sidelines <laughs> and it doesn't really look like they're doing anything and, and uh, you know that that's sort of where we as an offensive line had to buy in to make our run game and our pass and our play actions look exactly the same. And, you know, that's a pretty tough thing to do to be able to sell those defense and to buy those backers. But, uh, you know, it's been fun. And when you get it going, I mean, just makes life easy. Yeah, we talk about the how much easier it is for the offensive line whenever you choose to run the ball, right? So, like, uh, because that does that put the obviously the defensive line now has to guess whether or not the the knuckles are white or the knuckles <laughs> are are red or whatever from uh, Invincible, uh-huh, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Invincible, yeah. Vince Papali. Is that is that why it makes it easy? And if you were to go to a team that doesn't run the ball as much, your life is drastically different, I'd assume, even though you're playing the same position? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you look at it. You know, look you look at the times of the passer, how, how quickly they get the ball out. You know, it's, I think the average is, what, three seconds for a quarterback to get the ball out. And if, if you just have that defender waiting a second to read because he's not sure if it's a pass or a run, you know, that's just an echo. That's you know that's a third of the time that's helping you um, be able to get into a better position. So you know, hey, if I'm jumping the guy and he has to stop for a second, I can get my hands on him and grab him. Whereas if he's if he knows we're passing, and like you said, he's putting all that weight on his hand, he's just taking off as soon as he can. And that's just not only is that easier for him because he's going forward and we got to get back, uh, but he you know it also is the timing. You know, he gets all three seconds to rush where it might be of the three seconds if he thinks it's a, a run, it takes half the time off are you holding every play yet <laughs> i mean i try to <laughs> I, I think every offensive lineman does i i tend to break a couple fingers every every year oh, so that, oh you know, do you I'm have gonna... the uh do you have like the uh yeah i mean this one's oh! <laughs> <laughs> AJ Hawk has one that's very similar. Yeah, it, is, yeah. it is awesome what your guys' hands If you don't become. have it, then did you play offensive line? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, um, the Cleveland Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, a lot of personality if you view from the outside looking in. How has it been in there? Because when we talked to Jarvis 
Man, I learned he's incredible. Austin Hooper, incredibly cool people, it seems like, on that team. Yep. Is that what it's like in the locker room? Now, granted, with COVID, you guys weren't even allowed to eat at the same tables, I don't think, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But did it feel like it's a, a really cool team that's going to be able to stick it out and, and kind of grow together, it felt like? Yeah, definitely. No, it's a bunch of cool guys. And like you said, it's a lot of personalities, but um, I think I think we're, we're all pretty young guys. We're all guys that are trying to build something here, and we're all sort of bought into the same the same mindset and uh you know there's times when you know you're not gonna be mad about you're gonna be mad about stuff but the interesting thing with our locker room is the guys you know my locker my locker was right next to Odell's and you know I talked to him after practice about stuff and whether we were upset about different things we were able to hash that stuff out and I think that's what you know that's what makes the good team and what makes teams get better and better is when you have that open communication between guys um that it, you might be frustrated with something, but if you can get it off your chest and, and sort of hear what the other guy's side of the stuff is and why they think uh, things will work, it sort of helps hash things out. Could you imagine him with that pinky doing that one-handed grab that Odell? Oh, oh, man. <laughs> could you imagine that thing? <laughs> I mean, I could barely catch with two hands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not going to have tackle eligible, huh? No tackle eligible. Don't need it. Uh, Diggs, what do you got? Jack, uh... You talked about coming over from the Titans. Vrabel and Stefanski, basically the same guy, same coach? <laughs> about the same size. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, mean uh, I think, as you can tell, they're about complete opposites. Uh, Vrabel pretty much tell you exactly what's on his mind, where uh, Stefanski, he's, you know, he, he's, he's the uh, typical nose of the grindstone is going to say exactly what needs to be said. And, and um, you know, it's, that's sort of how I see myself, too. So I, I, I like him a lot. Uh, you know, he's, I got a chance to see a little mic'd up of Stefanski. I like watching mic'd ups of people. Now, I know they're edited in a fashion to kind of potentially maybe sell one narrative about somebody or whatever. I understand that, okay? Mm-hmm. So, but I feel like that's the only way you can get to, like, learn about anybody if you don't know them personally. Like, I would like to hear how they interact with, I don't know, the athletic trainer or, like, the equipment manager or, like, the teammates because I would like to hear that. St- it felt like Stefanski had a little bit of a personality. He was talking a little shit, I think. I, 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 it felt like he has, like, a – it was nice to kind of watch and learn about him because it, uh, he's, what, the Ivy League guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, it's mm-hmm. like I, I felt like it was kind of nice to see that. I, I've enjoyed kind of learning about him a bit. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the hard part with a lot of this stuff, too, with with the COVID. You know, we haven't had one team meeting that hasn't been on Zoom all year. Oh. And uh, – you know, which is tough in certain situations to just try to get to know people or, or hear, you know, some of the, the, the comedic stuff that guys bring to the table or <laughs> the, just the personalities. But, you know, coaches, uh, Stefanski, he, you know, he's a young guy too. I think he's 38. And uh, like you said, he, he is, a, you know, um, an Ivy League guy, but uh, he does, he is very personable. You know, he, he's a guy you can go up and talk to and he's just a nice guy and, he, and he's going to, he's going to tell you exactly um, what he thinks about stuff. He's not, he's not going to, uh, run you around, run you around, and, and give you what you want to hear, and you know that's great with coaches too. But uh, he does have some comedy. He tries to do stuff, but again, <laughs> the funniest stuff with the COVID is even when he makes jokes, he's got a mask on. It's like this yeah, is <laughs> it's tough delivery there. Can't see you. That's tough. Uh, hey, go green. Uh, go white. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, there wow. we go, Jack. That's why wow. I said that. You can't come at me like that. Expect me not to say something. Wow. <laughs> 
You love Michigan State. When, when are we going to be back? You know, when, when is Michigan State hey, ever going to? Yeah, we got a kid here. He's the Evan Fox. He's I know Foxy. Yeah, yeah, Foxy, massive Michigan State fan. And I Michigan mean, State actually got bad when Jack left. So, Jack, do you just take all the credit for that success? Because I definitely would if I were you. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Oh, geez. I mean, it hurts right now. It hurts right now. You know, <laughs> we got the new coaching staff. The thing, I'm, I'm hoping stuff gets fixed. You know, yeah. it, I love Coach D. I love Coach D'Antonio, and I think it's just uh, he takes stuff so hard. And I think he just got older, and he he just he just didn't want it. It was hard for him to stay in it. You know, he's a guy who he takes everything to heart, right. as you would say. You know, he never really got to see. He's another guy I would say. You never really got to see his person personality because whenever he talks to media, it was all gruff, and he's not gonna he's not saying anything. But uh, it, it's it's all because he protected us. You know, he, he was the he was awesome. He, I, I can't say enough good stuff about Coach D. But uh, they got to figure some stuff out up there. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of go green and go whites in public anymore. You know, a lot, <laughs> no, it's a lot quieter. No. It's a lot quieter chant than it used to be. Um, Mac Brown told me I got a chance to call he one of his first games when he was at UNC, and I hadn't known him, but the TV crew I was with worked with him last year, so they were like friends with him or whatever. And I asked him, like, hey, why did you stop at Texas or whatever, and then why would you get back into it? He said it got to a point where if they won, it was a relief because the amount of pressure it was on. And if they lost, it was devastating, he said. So there was no – there was no – I think if you coach long enough, that ends up happening. Like, I, I just – I think that be, ends up happening if you're one of those style of coaches or whatever. So Yeah, I, I, I could never coach anyway. Oh. That's just too – that's too much. I can't imagine the recruiting, too, and all that oh. stuff in college. It, I don't care enough. I don't care. <laughs> no. I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Wait, any hobbies? What do you do off the field, Jack? What are you going to do this off season? Oh, um, I do a lot – I mean, I do a lot of cooking, a lot of grilling. I got a Traeger. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, hey, no free ads, but it feels like they sent us a Traeger. Yeah, they, they, it is a, it is quite an operation I've seen on the internet. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, the great thing is it's so easy. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't have to really, I don't have the patience to throw a brisket on and check it for eight hours. But if I can plug a food thermometer in it and it sends me text messages, it makes it pretty easy. That's what the Traeger does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can hook it up to your phone and app, it's and no joke. it'll literally tell you hey, when you need perfect. to do stuff to it or not. Hey. Get your fat ass up. <laughs> your meat is perfect right now. Okay, go get it. Exactly. That's unbelievable. I did not know that was happening. Can't wait That's to buy it. for an alignment. Are you a keto guy? Are you keto? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty low carb, but, you know, I, I'm still eating a few carbs here and there. But, no, I don't I don't really do all I, I drink a lot of greens, you know. I try to eat as well as possible, but. I'm, you know, I'll try to think I'm, a, I'm your basic alignment in that sense. How tall? Yeah. How, how big are you? About six six three oh eight. Jeez. Damn. Holy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Will you balloon or shrink whenever you retire? I think shrink. Yeah, definitely shrink. Hey, some of those guys. Don't go too far. Yonda. Oh, one way or another. Did That's you see Yonda? Have you seen Yonda? Yeah, he dropped. He's tiny now. Oh, my God. It was. It, he came on the show for the first time uh, ever being on the show. I'd met him in real life a couple of times, but his first time on the show. And his face pops up on the screen up here like you did. Uh, FaceTime. And as soon as I entered, ladies and gentlemen, Marshall Yonda yeah. did the whole thing. And his face popped up. And I was like, oh, we got catfish. Like, this got is the not, wrong guy. This is, not, this is not Yonda. And then he, like, said something. I was like, holy shit, look at you. And then also, uh, who's the stealer that dropped down? Fanica. 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 Oh, yeah. He does, like, Iron Man's. Mm -hmm. But, hey, no Joe need. Joe Thomas did, too. Joe Thomas. Yeah, he's keto, I think. That's why. Have he's you got ripped. 
Yes. Have you got a chance to chat with him at all about this? I was just, just texting the stuff because, again, it was just all, you know, with COVID coming in. That was the weird part. My first day going into the facility, I had no idea where anything was. First day of camp. <laughs> all right. Is this my lock? I'm over here. <laughs> yeah, big, pretty big signing here in the offseason. I haven't seen the place. I hope everybody's really nice over here. What do you got, Nick? Jack, you came from the AFC South. You come up to the AFC North. As a Steeler fan, we like to think the AFC North is rough, tumble. Is it really that much different, or is it just football? No, we play tough football in the South. Go ahead and tell them. Yeah. Go ahead and tell them, Jack. Yeah, I mean, it is, but then you look at the playoffs. There's three AFC North teams in the All playoffs. Right, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, that is very true. Jack. I mean, it's 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 the Midwest football. You know, it's it's, it's tough people. It's it's tough cities, and I think uh, the teams really buy into that. I mean, it's the Steelers, the Browns. I mean, it's the Ravens. It's the Bengals. It's just a bunch of teams with a bunch of fans that that rely on football for the happiness in their life too. And it's about. It's very getting, true. Out, getting out of the, getting out of the factory and and hey, what, what's my team going to do this week? And if we win, it means a, it means a lot more than um, it means a lot more to these people and the whole the whole towns and everything's happiness and it, it's it's awesome. Did you guys ever talk about that? Like, has Stefanski talked about you know because the dog pond has been through some shit up there in the AFC North for a long time and they've always shown up. Always, it felt mm-hmm. like we played there. Late season, end of the season, I think, later later in the season, they were already out of it. It was cold. I mean, it was cold. Windy is all. And they were there losing their minds. I, I think that is a fan base that I think, you know, whenever you guys finally get to play in front of them, I think that's going to be an awesome thing up there. Yeah, no, it was definitely a topic. Just, hey, this town, this city deserves it. And like, they've been through some stuff, and we have the chance, and we have the team that has the capability to, to you know, put the Browns back on the map. And, uh, and like you said, that was the biggest bummer coming here this year was, I think I was talking to actually Stefanski about it. Um, I think it was right after we beat Tennessee, we had the next week, I think we were nine, we were either eight and four or nine and three. And uh, we were going to play Baltimore um, at home on Monday. And I was like, imagine how this place would be rocking. Oh. If the Browns are Browns to start in December, we're, I think we're nine and three. You imagine that how loud that place would have been. That would have been awesome. And I think it's only going to be louder next year whenever they're allowed back in to celebrate this past season and most of the season, hopefully all the seasons going forward. Jack, can't thank you enough for joining us, man. Well, thanks for having me on. It's fun. Where are you stay are you in uh are you staying in Cleveland? Do you have a are you in Michigan? What do you do? I'm in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh I have a I have a about a four-year-old daughter and we have a, a newborn so Ooh. can't really do much traveling right now with the covid and everything with the with the new guy i feel like as an outsider who doesn't have any children <laughs> yet the this is potentially hardest time to be parents i think of in the history of existence yeah you know like i, I from what i've been told i'm not 100 percent sure but i hope it's going all right over there yeah, it's going all right. He's he's been great. He's he's just started sleeping through the night at uh, ten weeks old, so he's he's killing it. We've been lucky. Yeah. He just started sleeping through the night. Ten <laughs> yeah. weeks. Hey, man, you're the best. I assume all pro dad as well. All pro tackle, ladies and gentlemen of the Cleveland Browns, Jack Conklin. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, go green. Go white. Oh, good no. God. Fox, Come dude. on, Fox. Good God. Walk on there, man. You gotta love that guy. Had to fucking earn it, dude. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just like the people that are holding the line. That's right. Hold, Hold the line. line. Big thanks to Jack uh, Conklin there. 
How big would have he been coming out of high school that to have been a walk-on? I mean, like, how much would have he grown? If he's 6'6", 306, like, or 316, whatever it was. 308. Yeah. But it's a massive human being. Huge. Costanzo, I think he had – Anthony Costanzo had no offers coming out of high school, I think. I think he – I think he had – and Costanzo, by the way, one of the largest humans I've ever seen in real life and incredibly athletic. Like, very – a specimen, mm-hmm. Anthony Costanzo is. But coming out of high school, I think he maybe had, it just hit his, his growth spurt. Yeah, he went to a military uh, academy or whatever for a junior college. He maybe just hit his growth spurt, maybe his, his senior year or something. And he, his bot, he was very thin, I guess. Yeah. And then as he went to like uh, the military, he kept, continued to grow. And then Boston College, he continued to grow. And then whenever he got to the NFL, man, he was a fucking beast of a man. Yeah, go. yeah I don't know how you do it. He's probably... I mean, he can't catch, he said. <laughs> I can't catch a damn thing, but I can move a human if I have to. Who did we talk to last week? Ricard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Think about that guy. He's running into people. The NFL is insane. Dude. insane. It's insane. And the Super Bowl will be next weekend. Ooh. We'll be having a countdown to kickoff celebration. Ooh, the yeah. two hours-ish leading into the Super Bowl kickoff. Uh, we'll be live at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show and also on Sirius XM oh, wow. for those two hours. 4.30 to 6.30-ish is when we'll be on. Uh, currently scheduling guests. Whoa. We got some, we got some special guests, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the horn, you know. Don't want to don't take any time away from anybody's no. Super Bowl Sunday, which is an incredible day. Oh. A celebration oh. of the NFL completing an NFL season. A misabsolute chaos happening in the world somehow. Games were shuffled and moved, but nothing was skipped. And here we are on time in front of 22,000 people declaring who the world champion is. It's a celebration, bitches. Hell yeah. yeah. And that's the countdown to kick off celebration brought to you by FanDuel happening this next Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, on YouTube and SiriusXM. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. Hey, pretty big guess. Who do you got? Oh, yeah. Nobody's been locked in. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nobody's been locked in. There's some whispers out there. There's some Uh whispers out there. And now, now the question is, now the question is, like, I think surprise is much better. I agree. You know? I agree. Like, out of nowhere. But then also, on the flip side... In the world of marketing, it's like also maybe we should tell people what's fucking going on so they know because you know you kind of have to find us. We're not just sitting in the background. Yeah, but maybe also just know that there are whispers in the wind about who's going to be on this show. And, there, and by <laughs> the uh-huh. way, that's just dropping. By the way, that's what we should do. I mean, that's what we should. have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people need to know. <sighs> Tease it. Yeah, I think it's just a surprise. And then we'll do uh, then we'll do a hashtag throughout the show for all the giveaways because we're giving away a bunch of shit too. And you'll have to use the hashtags, obviously, mm-hmm. to enter to win the giveaways. Right. And AJ Hawk's going to be in studio, isn't he? I, I do believe we bullied him into that. <laughs> oh, I think that's what I heard. Let's we go. peer pressured him potentially into that. He's bringing wings just too. yesterday. He's bringing his family. How are we dressing for this mm. Super Bowl Sunday? It's a kickoff show. Sports I'm casual. dressing exactly how I normally yeah. dress. Yeah, probably. I think so. But also, celebration, 
maybe dress up for the yeah. celebration like we did draft night. But remember, draft night became a seven-hour show right. in a very tight suit. Draft yeah. night is a dress-up occasion. Yeah. Like the, all the players dress up and stuff. Super Bowl Sunday is not. No, the players are wearing their normal uniforms. <laughs> Bingo. And true. the people in the crowd normally wearing suits. Uh-huh. Not this year, though. It's frontline workers. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, workers. Hey, they were holding the line. Now... You must hold the line. Now the world's holding the line. <laughs> Get out while you can. It is so difficult, I assume, for some people to hold the line. I am hearing and reading on the internet some money that some people could potentially be earning right now because of this magical kind of underground run that is happening on the stock markets here. And those people, in lieu of a great payday, mm-hmm. are saying, we must hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. It's there's some news out there that is making it very tough. To hold the line or not hold to hold the line. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Robinhood is placing freezes and seizing capital on accounts they suspect of market manipulation. Hey, just Her. a heads oh, up. Oh no, is that real? Who re- who? Because remember, we are a show that people listen to, yep. and people will see and hear this. And this is not my particular expertise. So if we talk about this, there has to be a pretty solid source. Ten scoops is just a darn chef. <laughs> mm. uh, the guy's got 175,000 followers. His information says CEO of Atlas Trading. His name is PJ Matlock. I don't know if it's real or not, oh, but PJ Matlock, dude. Yeah. Holy hey, shit! When PJ Matlock starts talking about accounts being locked, hey, that's a Matlock because <laughs> he knows this guy. Accounts are getting frozen. All right, I assume. There's going to be a lot of that happening. There's going to be a lot of pressure on a lot of... This is... I said this yesterday as it was happening. I was pumped about it. Okay, go get your money. Hey, Mm -hmm. you figured out, go get your money. But as a human in the society that we live in, I very much understood looking at that. Okay, that is going to be a big one. There is going to be... And by the way, because now you're taking people's money. Okay? So now you're taking people's money. Now, you can potentially, you know, say bad things about people. Sure. And do stuff like that. But when you start stealing people's money, I think that's going to frustrate people. Oh, yeah. But, but the people that are going to get frustrated here are going against this, this immovable object that <laughs> has been around lot. for, what, hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I assume there's been a lot of people that have just been raking in that work. I've never, hey, I've never even, you put your right foot in, never. <laughs> never, never did any of it. And I never shook it, ever. Never did it. No, no shaking at all about no in the stock market at all. Not even put your right foot in. I've never done it. But I've always just assumed like, oh, there's people that are just really killing it over here. Mm-hmm. The Warren Buffetts of the world. Of course. The hedge funds you hear about. Like, hey, they are probably killing it over there. But that I don't know if this is a game for me. Those people have been winning for a long time. Now they're going to lose. That's going to be a hole. That's going to be something coming too. This is going to be, this is only going to continue, by the way. And it's, by the way, it's, it's all started on the internet, mm-hmm. which is where we live. Hell yeah. So we're going to be, <laughs> put your whole body in. <laughs> oh, shake it all about. Because it's going to be all around us. Yeah. Oh. Which takes us back to one point from earlier. Hold the line. Well, <laughs> I would. It, it, uh, takes, it, all t- comes it takes all of us. It does take all of us, but is there anything else going on in the world? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I don't pay attention enough. But I'll tell you what, my timeline has never been. No, it has been flooded with a couple different things mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And this one is, seems this, to be maybe the most explosive possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Now, granted, there was some crazy shit that has happened. Yeah. Crazy. A lot of idiots doing a lot of dumb things. Okay. This one is, I think it's going to involve, I think it's going to be, because the internet is a place where things just get going, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are we doing? Oh, you tell me. Yeah, we're rolling. Snowball. There's some counters missing on some news channels, too, I've noticed lately. Huh? What does that mean? Oh, really? They took it down because this morning it was like watching a horse race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, it's climbing. It's climbing. It's, oh, it is falling down mm. in the second place there. It's dropped down from 370, 374, 377. Now we're climbing oh. back. We are fighting. Oh, and we just took quite a fall. Oh. <laughs> Hold the line. They're saying on the internet, but it is not doing <laughs> such a thing. Oh, my God. AMC is dead again. <laughs> Out of the race. It was a don't stop though. GME is oh, climbing oh. back. It's fighting the good. Oh, it is slowing down now. We are dropping to lows that we could not have forecasted just seven seconds ago. A different counter is missing. Yes. What does that mean? On a news network. We got to go to a break. <laughs> Sounds like a cryptic message right there. Very. And I'll, I'll tell you what. There's this little, little, uh, little chewy thing I took over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> now is not the time for that particular thought of what he's trying to say. Ooh, cryptically. I think it was a, a denominator counter. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. At Boston Connor, should I stop by BB&N today and pay my respects? He's back in Boston. I guess so. Should I mean, he stop by or what? If he wants to go take a look at what a real ISL school looks Get like. Oh! You want to go revisit the scene of the pancake? <laughs> it was at LA, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so You'll never forget that, by the way. No, no I'm still there right now. <laughs> You're going to be there again. Yeah. I think it's going to be a different memory. Rolls reversed. <laughs> Good for AJ Dillon, man. I'm happy to hear that's still going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we were going to try to force it into happening. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> it was always going to happen. Okay. Who's bringing the pads? Are you? Do you have to buy? Do you have to go like dicks? Oh yeah, oh, I still got Probably. my I still got my hip pads. I mean, I got those. <laughs> tail pads, yeah. Tail pads. I got, I got my tail, tail pad. pad. He wears around the With house. With that terrible uh-huh. belt. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. That like string. Oh, oh yeah. Uh huh. You need to have. By the way, we need to get you AJ Hawks High School. Yeah. Pads. yeah. Got to bring him next Sunday. We'll get you a girl too. <laughs> no, I'm alright. Yeah, I need a girl. Keep the kids. Yeah, keep the kids. And we'll get you a helmet that's really good. Yeah. yeah. That'll be easy to find. Wes Welker helmet. Got to call uh, old Mr. McMahon up no, there. No, those didn't work very well. Hey, can we get a space helmet? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you got Tony's plum helmet upstairs. An got astronaut's a, helmet. I got a couple helmets. Might need the Steve Tasker for this <laughs> one. <laughs> I do have a few helmets. There are a few helmets around. We'll use one of those. But I, also, I think I have a couple of my playing ones. They've, they've gone helmet to helmet before pretty high speed. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Maybe I got not. I don't know. I'm just, I already got my strategy, so. How many do you think there's only going to be one? One uh, Oklahoma Joe? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to either no. break my back, break my ribs. No, or no, no, no. no, no. Go there's going to be more than one. Period. Shouldn't yeah. be a sideline. We'll see. Yeah, Joe, too. I'm just telling you what it, I think what a lot of people thought. I think that's what a lot of people thought was, like, it's going to be a few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, no, draw, I'll draw up the waiver after this, but I mean. It can't be more than 10 yards or I won't be able to lift. You and your lawyer getting it together? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Next Drawing it up. <laughs> Send it to my accountant, too. Make sure all finances are in order. <laughs> That's going to be interesting because what he did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the other night. Oh. Yeah, oh, I saw He him. just put the whole team on his back, mm-hmm. though. Dudes. <laughs> 
Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Okay. Uh -uh. You're before the time you get to the the shortstop. It's already happened. Good. All right. That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman swipes. Roman swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, mm -hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead, and, go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll, it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all Ooh. and then you just have time of your life yeah get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee jesus that's get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee no mm -hmm. spaces uh and you can get your first month of swipes for just five dollars when you choose a monthly plan all right shout out to roman shout out to you shout out to get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee uh i am very excited for this conversation it's going to be alongside two Ohioans from state of Ohio. Ohio. Uh, one is a Super Bowl champion and a college football champion. Ooh. A man who, you know, entertains daily on this show and takes no less than three to five hundred to thousand puffs on a cigar daily. Yep. Mm hmm a man who is teammates with Aaron Rodgers, and a man who has, um, no, the all-time leading tackler for the Packers, A.J. Hawk. Wow. Hell yeah. Woo. I thought we were going to get our other guest on while I was doing the intro there, so I was trying, you know, the more and more stats I was trying to realize about you that I could add in there while we were trying to grab the other Ohioan uh, that we're going to have on the show. I apologize. A.J., it's great to see you, dude. It's good to see you. You didn't make uh, Stipe sit through that, did we? Is he waiting? No, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was trying to extend until Stipe got on, and then I was going to roll right into that, and you both were going to pop on. Hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. Let's do it. Hey, we just started the conversation thing. But then instead, we didn't get him yet. Hopefully, we will get him. He might be putting out a fire. He could, he could be. Oh, that yeah. guy is potentially with a fire hose right yeah. now. On the hose. Yeah. Saving a cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's potentially doing that. Um, AJ, before we get to Stipe and when we, uh, when Stipe Miocic, the greatest heavyweight in the history of fighting, uh, whenever he joins us, we will get right to that. But until then, Deshaun Watson has officially asked for a trade from the Houston Texans. Now Jack Easterby and Cal McNair have a decision to make after hiring David Cauley, the passing game coordinator of the Ravens, uh, comes out of nowhere and becomes the head coach for the Texans as a 65-year-old man with a lot of experience in football. Yeah, what, haven't you heard the thing that uh, David Coley is just a, a bridge to Josh McCown coming in as a quarterback coach and that he would be the, the next head coach in waiting like a couple years down the road? Is that real? Whoa. That's a story that's out there. Who knows if it's real or not? Well, that would be insane if Josh McCown's just like hey, – can you guys take with his great hair? <laughs> yeah. He's a friend of the show, obviously. Good guy. Uh, can, you guys, can I just try coaching for at least, what, one year before I get a head coaching job? I mean, 
I've been a quarterback. And they're like, all right, we'll hire this guy, 65 years old. You be the quarterback coach. You'll kind of see how it goes. And then, bang, you're the new Sean McVay. We're taking quarterbacks out of the league and coming in and coaching and turning this whole thing around. That's bullshit for this guy. So he's just a fall guy. I wonder if he knows that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, does he know this? And AJ, AJ, I don't know where AJ heard this either, but that is potentially, if that's going to happen, congrats to Josh McCown. Yeah, yeah. Josh. Josh, one year from now. I've heard it's a firestorm down there, but speaking of firestorm, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man that would put on a health Helmet and go put out a firestorm mm. and also walk into a cage, any cage. It could be an octagon. It could probably have four different sides and he will beat the fuck out of whoever else is in there. <laughs> the greatest heavyweight in the history of fighting, ladies and gentlemen, Stipe Miocic. Yeah! Yeah! Hey. <laughs> How you doing, man? Uh, by the way, yeah. you got me. I thought your fight was going to be later in the year. You said in the first quarter, then you extended it. It has been announced now for March. Uh, you're, you're fighting against a guy you've already beat, but now you're an underdog? What the fuck is going on, Stipe? What am I missing in this whole thing? I uh, know, man. Vegas hates me. They always lose <laughs> money on me. So, um yeah, man, nothing new. I'm used to it by this point, and I'm always the underdog, which I love. I love being the underdog. It is what it is. And uh, listen, I'm going to come out on the 27th and you know, walk out with the belt still wrapped, wrapped around my waist with my hand raised thing, and still, nothing's going to change. And still, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Hey, Stipe, how, how good does it feel? I guess, obviously, your first fight, you, you worked him pretty well. How good does it feel, I guess, to beat a guy like that who – like the normal casual fan looks at him and like, wow, that's one of the scariest looking humans I've ever seen. And Steve just ragdolls him. It's like, how good does it feel? I mean, it, it's a good feeling. I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'd say I mean, always winning is a good feeling. <laughs> I mean, it, it just we had a great game plan. You listen, he's a tough guy. He's a big dude. He drop he drops bombs. He's been knocking everyone out. And uh, you know, uh, they're watching out for those needles he's got. You know, they're <laughs> they're big. And they, he's strong. He's strong as shit. And. But, you know, I, I have faith in my coaches, man. That's where I'm at. It's not because of me. It's because of my coaches. We have great game plans every time we walk in, and I'll, I'll be fine with it. When did you know you could just eat punches to the face? Was that, was that like, when did, because he does throw bombs, but you have this, uh, after watching some of your highlights, it's, you have some Homer Simpson, like you will just eat one, and then you will send one right back. It is, it's an unbelievable skill, and AJ, obviously, he has zero documented concussions, you know, yeah. zero, and he, he, probably, he probably got in high school and didn't even remember in Centerville or whatever, but when did you know that you could just eat bombs to the face? Well, it must be an Ohio thing, I don't know, <laughs> just saying, but, uh. Yeah, um, I, yeah, oh, man. I, you know, I do get hit though. I'm like, do you know, like homework. <laughs> so, uh, no, um, yeah, you know, I never want to get hit. I don't care whoever says anything to say that they don't mind getting hit because that's a, the the dumbest lie I think I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> I, I do not like getting punched in the face. It does not feel good. Um, I mean, I'll take it. Um, but if I can avoid it, I will avoid it. That's as, smart. as much as I could. Yes, very smart. I like to uh, be able to. Talk, you know, I have a hard time talking as it is, so I don't need any worse. Hey, well, you're not there yet. I assume here in yeah. like 10 years or so, we'll have you on and it'll be a much different sounding man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah, it. I don't want to laugh about it. I do not want to be a part of that video if it does happen, but. No, uh, no, I won't be that. I, no, no. Okay, good news. Hey, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. 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 <laughs> 
Hey, does it, Steve, does it ever wake you up, though? Have you ever been in a fight and you get hit, or you take a nice shot and it wakes you up and get, gets you into, like, into a little rhythm? Yeah, it, 100%. It, it always. Um, I think, you know, when I walk, like, I tell them this, I walk out, I'm, I'm, like, walking to the cage, I'm thinking, like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, I could be a fireman right now. Like, this is, like, why does this dude hate me? Why does he tell me I suck? I'm getting knocked out. Like, why do I need this in my life? Why do I need this, like, nervousness? And then, you shake my coach's hands, hug him, do all that. They put the grease on, check me out, make sure my nails are cut, cup check, da da da. I walk in, they close the door. I'm like, well, I can't leave. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, and then, you know, I start going and I feel good, you know, I try to feel them out. I get hit. I'm like, all right, now it's so, you know, it's like, it's like fight or flight. Stipe, you, you said it must be an Ohio thing. AJ over there, okay, said the same thing about Oklahoma drills. And his mindset was, well, if, if murdering people is the only way to survive this, I guess I'll have to murder people or something like that. That's Is this the water in Ohio, you think, that it's just like, let's go ahead and go to war if we have to? Yeah, man, that's how we do it. That's why we're like the toughest people in the world. Yeah, I think, Pittsburgh. Uh, just, I'm just saying. Wait, what did you say? Is it Pittsburgh? Did you What's say that? Pittsburgh? What's that? Did you say Pittsburgh? No, no, you were talking. I thought you were saying something. Uh, Oh no no! I just oh, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why. I did, that's why I didn't want to repeat it. Uh, uh, no, I don't know, man. I think you just you know. I think it's the mindset. Just the people that, you know from that state. They just have a different mindset. I think. When you get in there, you have a strategy. Obviously, we've been learning this, and you said your coaches will have you ready to go. It's a whole team thing. Whenever I get into my Oculus boxing and uh, and I knock uh, one guy out. Okay, and then we move up a, a, a class and I'm fighting the same guy. I always have a strategy for him. You know what I mean? This is how I'm coming at him. You've had success already. Is it like in football where a team uh, will have to make vast adjustments to the next time they play? Or when a team decides like, okay, this is the key to do it. Like in your mindset, what do you now? You can't give away strategy, obviously. But is this becoming something where every fight is it's each own individual fight? Or will you be viewing it like the last one? Uh, no, it definitely is different. Every fight, no matter what, if it's the same guy or a rematch or it's a new guy, it's, it's always a, it's a, it's a different, you know, strategy when you go in. So of course our training's hard. You got to get in shape and all that, but just your approach of, you know, making sure you're doing the right things, making sure you keep your hands up. And he has, sometimes he does tendencies. You watch old film on him. You watch the new film on him. You try to pick up stuff. And, you know, fortunately for me, the guy I'm fighting hasn't really fought much the last four fights. He's been knocking everyone out in like 30 seconds. So <laughs> it should be fun. So, um, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Though. I usually do. We'll be all right. Um, but yeah, you know, he's a tough guy, like I said. But yeah, every fight's always different. You know, I mean, you know, you watch, you know, some of these games, you know, football. One, one beginning of the year, a guy that gets smoked, and then all of a sudden, the end of the year, the other team that got smoked wins. So it's like, you just, you know, there's always, it's like that, I don't know, just that, like the strategy, you were talking about the strategy. It's just, it's just always, you gotta, whoever, whoever has the best strategy and, and makes it work is gonna win. Hey, how frustrating that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, you gotta evolve. Got to evolve. Yeah, that, there it is. Evolve. There is a word I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, 10 years from now, I'll get you too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how, uh, how frustrating is it for you, or is it not, when you watch professional athletes in other sports? Like, say, a football player gets in a fight during a game, you see these wild, awful punches, or basketball Whoa. can tend to be worse sometimes as well. You see guys can't throw a proper punch. Like, do, do fighters talk about that? Uh, no, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I'd rather be doing that where you guys are actually be making way more money. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I just laugh, you know, because I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Because 
It, you look at football, man. It's tough. Guys, got, I mean, why are you punching out with a helmet on? That's like the dumbest thing. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like me trying to like knock over a car or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and so, I, yeah, I like with basketball too, you know, I just, a lot of you guys are flopping, which I get it. It's all about, you know, you know, like the, make them look like it was a foul or whatever. But I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't care. I mean, but, you know, I definitely be switching spots. So I wouldn't care. Have <laughs> you started your fight? Money. Have you started your fight camp yet for this fight? Have you, are you already in it? Yeah, actually, I took your advice. I've been using the Oculus a lot. I've been doing that a couple times a day. Yeah. How we doing? I'm burning. I know. I'm like 0 and 10 right now. It's, it's the worst. That, that's what I thought. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for joining us, Deep <laughs> All right. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. I'm like, I'm still amateur, too, which is the worst part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What have you been, have you been training, though? Do you just always stay in shape? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just, uh, I don't go crazy until you know the fight gets announced and really turn it up. But uh, no, you know, I think we're like nine weeks out, whatever it is. I, you know, I've been doing it twice a day, doing my thing. And listen, as you get older, you know, you guys know this. Just you gotta listen to your body. And I think the more you listen to your body, the better it gets and the better shape you can be. Even though I'm getting older, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. I know it's a cliche to say, but yeah, I feel I really do feel that way. Hey, what's Dana White like? I, I know you you had your coach put your belt on when you when you beat francis back in, in what 2018 i believe but what's have you got to hang out with dana what's your relationship like yeah man i mean he's a good guy you know he's my boss you know i don't know you can't be <laughs> friends with everyone but you know, i'm friends with him too you know, i mean you have your moments just it's just like you know like your your friend you know you're getting fights with your friend you just you know i mean i don't even know fights it's just disagreements i guess and it's all good man wish him nothing but he's a great guy you know i wouldn't be where i'm at if it wasn't for him in the ufc so i'm you know have you gone over? Have you gone over to that Fight Island yet? Have you been over there? And, uh, no, I'm not going to. No, I'm going to fight in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it looks wanna, cool. It looks great. Honestly, it looks great. I just you know, did you hear about on. the guy? Wanna, did you hear about the guy that? scaling balconies over there? Did you hear about yeah. that story? Yeah, when he's like trying to get something snug into his room or something weird. Or, yeah. So what I do you guys know. have like a group chat in the UFC where you're like, what's going on? Is everybody like kind of know what's going on? Like a big group chat? No, no, it's kind of just a word of mouth, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. I just What was I, in the I bag, was, uh, Stipe? I, what's that? What was in the bag over there? I don't know. I, I would, <laughs> if I find out, I will let you know because I'm that, I want to know. Yes. Yes. Boots on the ground. Listen, I listen. I'm a snitch. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're you're doing two a days right now. What's that look like? Cardio? Then you, yeah. you fight people every day. What is what does every day look like for you? It just depends. You know, uh, Mondays uh, morning I do uh, a good treadmill. I don't get the Ultra G treadmill. Is that the bent one? No, it's the one that lifts you up. So instead of weighing like 230 pounds, I weigh like 100 pounds. Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, WWE had yeah. that down there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So like. You know, you'll be a big guy and stuff like that. It just, you know, takes a lot of stress off my legs. And I've had like six or seven knee surgeries. I don't, I don't even know how many I've had so far. But so that helps me a lot. And then I spar Monday at night. And then Tuesday, I, I do like a lift, like a more of like a car, like um, conditioning strength, I guess you would say. It's, it's heavy, but it's, you know, it's not like typical bench and, you know, squats. It's more like endurance, like a belt squat and stuff like that. And like, like um, functional training, I guess. And then uh, Tuesday, I grapple at night. Wednesday's a pool day, which is nice. You know, I do a work on, on Wednesdays. And Thursday, uh, I do pad work in the morning and then spar at night. Uh, do you make any of those cool videos with your pad work? You know, those uh -huh. those really cool pad videos? No, no. no yeah, come on, come on. No, we need I'm to like, see I'm one like, of those one, cool. One, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one. No, no, I can't do it. They're like, 
<laughs> yeah, you got to do it. It's good video. I have, yeah, I'm not, I'm not athletic enough to do that. So, <laughs> greatest fighter. Just stick to the base. Just stick to the basics. So, when are, do you fight people weekly though? Is there any actual sparring or anything like that? Because Connor came out and said the inactivity is uh, he thought that was potentially to blame. Not that he, anything else, he said it was potentially to blame. What did he mean by that, you think, if you had to guess as a person that fight? Is that because he hasn't been punched in the face lately, or what does he mean by that? No, maybe just ring rust, you know, not you know, knowing where he was at. You know, that happened to me in my second DC fight. You know, it took me about four rounds to realize what the hell I was doing and where I was at. And so, uh, you know, um, I just started off slow. I wasn't doing my thing, and then, you know, I finally kind of shook it off. And so I think it could have been like a little bit of that, a little bit of ring rust not fighting for so long connor steven now that you're in camp will you still fight fires or do you tell the boys like hey i gotta sit this one out you know i got a big fight coming up no i'm working i'm working this week on action oh whoa hey yeah. fucking hero dude i won't let you know that real life <laughs> tell my wife that please <laughs> dude I, I mean fire could you imagine sometimes whenever i'm lighting something potentially and it gets a little bit too high hot, and my eyes burn i'm like yeah. oh my god Jeez. i think life is over <laughs> I do the same thing. Don't worry about it. I feel the same way. Hey, have you ever been, like, you you see those crazy pictures, and my uncle just retired, by the way, as a fireman in Pittsburgh. God bless him. Uh, very, I got to see, obviously, I told you this last time, plenty of Christmas where the old beeper will go off and you'd have to leave in the middle of family and everything like that. So I appreciate the hell out of your service to the community and everything like that. But there's, you know, and I assume this happens to everybody, and this is just me being ignorant, but has there been any, how many sketchy, because you're a big-ass dude, right? Don't floors fall sometimes and things like that? Like, is there ever been, have you ever been a part of any of those moments inside houses nah. where it's, like, real sketch? No, nah, I mean, I mean, sketchy houses when there's no fire, we're just a medical call, but, uh, uh, but like, fire, I mean, no, I think terrible, I mean, just kind of just, you know, we get there, and, you know, you know, but most of the time you you know it's either put out or we get there we put it out within time. You know, or other times we have to stand outside and do defensive me- the, uh, defensive measures. You know? Oh no, it's happening. Yeah, I don't know. Man, sorry. Steve, you're seeing guys like Max Holloway now that are talking about phasing sparring altogether out of their pre-fight programs. You know, Max looked like a god next to Calvin Cutter. Uh, is that something that you might talk about, maybe implementing in your in your style as you kind of go along? No, um, I, I, maybe, I, maybe I get older and older, and maybe because you know, eventually, you know, everything hurts after a while, and it doesn't. I don't heal as fast as I used to. But uh, no, I, I love sparring. I think just having that that it's a different conditioning, I guess. It's like, you know, when you guys are scrimmaging, you know, for football, it's just, you know, it's just like, it's real life, you know, and just so you know what, what to expect and all that. So I think, I, you know, I, I just, I love sparring. I just feel like it's a different conditioning. You want me to send you an Oculus so we can go potentially, you know? I got one. I told you I got one. I've been training, man. Hey, when I hit you with this boom pow, ooh, <laughs> I, I don't know if your AI guy is going to be, uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle it. I don't want the smoke. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. Stipe, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. The Browns lost. Ah, it's a shame. It's a shame. We talked to Jack Conklin, though. We talked to Jack Conklin last hour. It sounds yeah. like he believes that everything's going to keep going good for you guys, though. I, I believe so. I think so. I think, uh, you know, we, we showed a lot. You know, we, we were down a little bit. We came back, and then uh, just so heartbreaking and, Listen, man, no one gave us a shot. Everyone thought we were going to make the playoffs. We made the playoffs. We won our first game. I mean, we, we were 
only home with the, the defending champs. I mean, just we're right there, man. You know, don't forget OBJ was hurt all, most of the year too, and you know that guy could have helped a lot because you know he would have brought a different dynamic to the game. And uh, man, it's just so close. But yes, you know, like, like we were saying, Cleveland, there's always next year. Hey, there is always next year for the Browns. Uh, and right now, though, it's your time. The greatest heavyweight of all time uh, from Cleveland, ladies and gentlemen, Stipe Miocic. Yeah. 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 Good luck, man. Good luck, dude. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You asked him if that would be pretty cool to do something, whatever he did, make like, um, you know, people that are that look incredibly intimidating, look very, you know, yeah. woobly mm-hmm. and everything like that. Just think about, to further expound upon your point there, think about how cool it has to be to know that, like, no one on earth. Yeah. No, not a single person mm-hmm. on earth. Just wherever I'm at, whatever's going on, okay? If anything was, to, let's just say, hey, something just pops off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a single place on earth. That's feel pretty cool. Like yeah, be- you think... I feel much better about myself. I haven't done the Oculus boxing yet, but Steve said he's 0 and 10, and you're basically undefeated. So yeah, I feel I like feel, he was fucking with oh, me a little bit. <laughs> I feel like Steve was potentially fucking with me a little bit, and uh, that's okay. Yeah, he, by the way, goes back to my point I was just making. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wants, Steve. I wonder what his training is like. You never take sparring out. He said, "No, nah, I need to. We need to punch each other." Man. He's with his, his original team too. A lot of those guys become stars, and they they jump to like a these these famous oh. teams that are all over the country. He stayed with his same guys. I don't hey. think he's leaving. I saw that Khabib talked about that immediately following the fight, and yeah, Mike I'm, Chandler was not happy about that. He's like, "Hey, the guy just got out of a fight. Now's not the time. Mm-hmm. Give him a break." But that has always been a storyline in multiple different things. Remember Connor um, during uh, Tough, the Ultimate Fighter uh, against. Uh, I'm going, going. Uriah back. Faber. Uriah oh. Faber. He talked about him leaving teams and going to different blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then now this you're leaving teams. That's a big deal in that world. And I would assume uh, still being a firefighter is, <laughs> is a part of him staying with his mm-hmm. same team. I would assume that is a pretty tight circle over there with Stipe that's been around for a long time. And it seemed to have worked completely well. God bless that sparring partner that he's had the same time. <laughs> that guy's just eaten like 50,000 punches over the last 10 years. God hey, damn. Hey. The greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah, that's true. That's what that created. And I, I hope he's not wearing a diaper yet, but I, it might be right around the corner. It's not funny. We will not joke around about things like that, but that does seem to potentially be one outcome of people that choose to do something that involves them getting their brain rattled every once in a while. God bless him. Yep. Thankful for them, yeah, the I people think. that do that for our entertainment. There's one right here who allegedly you never had it. his brain rattled one time. Nope. Yeah, that's right. Sounds about right to me. Hmm. It's unbelievable. We got some breaking news from uh, Mark Kaboli. <laughs> M-A-R-K-K-A-B-O-L-Y. You tell me. Okay. You look good, by the way. Thank you. Mark Caboli. Hey, it was a great time out there. He's a senior Steelers writer for The Athletic, okay, in Pittsburgh. He's the president of the Pro Football Writers Association Pittsburgh chapter. Whoa. He's been covering the Steelers since 2002. 
and inventor of hashtag stick the football Kaboli. Kaboli has given some opinions on things that aren't football related and people have not been happy about it with Mark Kaboli. That's what I just learned here from reading his Twitter bio. It says inventor of hashtag stick the football Kaboli. He's gotten people so riled up because he chose not to talk about football. I wonder what he did. I wonder what he did. <laughs> I think it's mostly his hockey and baseball opinions. But you're not putting enough yins on his name. Mark Bolly. Bolly. Anyways, Mark says that Art Rooney II said that Ben Roethlisberger wants to come back and has told the team that. Rooney said that they can't do it at his current salary, and Ben knows that. If they can agree to a contract alteration, it sounds like Roethlisberger is back in Pittsburgh. So say goodbye to Matthew Stafford. We don't need him. Oh, say goodbye to Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, any Carson Wentz, mm. any other quarterback that could potentially go in there. Big Ben Roethlisberger's back, and he's going to – alter his contract which by the way he led a team to 11 and 0 okay if i'm ben i'm with brand new elbow and not a lot of hobbies anymore yeah. i'm potentially raking in money as a hobby but the fact that he's redoing it so he can come back and play tone Diggs, diehard steelers fan that's got to be pretty exciting news. fucking pumped as of all the quarterbacks that you named on the list ben rothsberger is still better than all of those guys i believe they could rework his contract to get down to like 26 million which i believe would be like 12th or 13th on the quarterback list and as we found out last year with tom brady you don't just kick hall of fame quarterbacks out of your organization because we see what happens you bring in cam newton he throws for four touchdowns all season long Eight. so thank you we will run it back one more year with seven and then see what happens after that it's twenty six million enough to cover his OnlyFans subscriptions, though. That's my question. <laughs> no, he's past that. That's Ben's problem. That's not Stewart's problem. He's past all of that. <laughs> no, I don't know. You're That's not his problem is. anymore. Okay. He was actually he's elbow deep back into it. No, no, no. Anyways, hey, but hold on. Do they are they going to have to draft a quarterback in the first round? Like they have to no. start thinking about life after. Well, and also let's not even talk about Pouncey's out. Juju's gone. Well, I mean, there's going to be a whole new team there. What are they going to do? They, drafted, they just drafted Dewey Haskins last week, AJ. But he's also got Dewey nipping at his heels. They're picking yeah. 24th, AJ. You don't draft a starting quarterback at 24 in the first round. Those guys stink. Pick him at 199. Wait. What pick was a Rod? Yeah, Rodgers was a oh, okay. One time, dude. <laughs> oh, that's that's hey, that was a deep hey, good for you, Nick. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. You and Ty got into it a little bit ago about that whole thing, or no? No, oh, that's good stuff. I thought it was Jordan Love reference. Um, 26 traded up for that for Aaron. They did not. No, Aaron fell to their lap. This particular time, they traded up, which immediately made everybody go, What the what the what the that seems like you are, you know, a little bit more want to. Move on from this whole thing. Huh. Hey, Pat, mm -hmm. I got I to gotta interrupt you. One question, though. Is it weird that nobody – I don't want to say nobody. I don't like to like make it all just – It's nothing's black and white. There's always some in between. But is anyone talking about the fact that Jordan Love didn't dress as the backup this year? Like, does that cause any worry? We talked about that uh, at the beginning of the show. If, you know how, like, Ryan Pace or whatever – is that his name, Ryan? Mm -hmm. Pace up there, Chicago Ryan Pace, general manager – you know, everybody said that for a long, long time, his Mitchell Trubisky stubbornness was just, you know, kind of locked in or whatever. I, I think that does happen every once in a while, you know, where the, the you make a decision and you have to stand by it. And that is potentially why Schefter has come out and said that there's a chance that not everybody in the building wants Aaron Rodgers to come back. 
I don't know what that means. Who is Schefter saying that he heard it from somebody, right? So what does that mean? And is that the situation I'm just describing there where the person that made that decision is like, okay, if he's not even dressing, I thought this guy was good enough to trade up for. I would like to see this potentially get expedited, which, by the way, would sound crazy with Aaron Rodgers, but that was what Aaron Rodgers was alluding to, that sometimes shit like that, not to this magnitude, but will happen in the NFL. Uh, If it was to happen here, it would be insane, obviously, after an MVP season, but don't rule it out. That is something that has happened in the NFL before. Yeah, it has. Is I saw something earlier today. Is there a possibility that Mitch goes back to Chicago? Mm, I don't think so. Do you see that on the Bleacher Report swipe thing? I don't. I saw it somewhere. You know, it said like potential landing spots for quarterbacks, and Mitch. Like, they had their prediction was Mitch going back to Chicago. I was like, I didn't even think that was on the table. And they had Deshaun going back to the Texans, I do believe, and they had Matthew Stafford going to the Colts. I think it was Bleacher Report's thing. Yeah. I don't know how the Mitchell Trubisky thing will go. Like, I don't know how they handle that. I didn't know how they handled it last year, by the way. And now I guess they'll say they had some success because they were 5-2? and two? Uh, yeah, started five and one. Five, yeah, five, five and, and one. Yeah. Five and one. And and then when they were five and two, the conversation was, "This is the worst five and two team of all time." And the Chicago Bears fans were not happy about it. Not uh-huh. happy. And then as the season kind of progressed, it kind of appeared that the, a lot of the people outside of Chicago were right in what they were saying. But then it kind of got hot with another quarterback switch. It's just, is there any sign of a successful trend coming up there? You know, Nagy's back, Pace is back. Are they going to bring in a quarterback? They said they'll be very aggressive, I guess, very in the quarterback market. Yeah. So there's no chance Mitchell Trubisky. Then if that that's getting leaked right now, then that means they don't want Mitchell Trubisky back, which means Mitchell Trubisky knows that. They've already brought in Nick Foles. I mean, just a wild situation. In a lot, I mean, 18 new quarterbacks next year, they're saying, potentially. 18 of the 32 teams. It's insanity. And how many, how many first-round quarterbacks will get drafted, do they think? Well, you got, hey, listen. You got Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You got Mac Jones. Hell yeah. You got Justin Fields. Yeah. You got Zach Wilson. Exactly. You got big Trey Lance. Oh. Trey, 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 Trey Lance out there in South Dakota. Good guy. That's everybody, right? Yeah, I don't think I've been doing my draft shot. studying. Hell yeah. I've been keeping up with the senior bowl. Najee Harris said, hey, I'm down here. I might as well practice. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? Did you play in the senior bowl? I did not play, no. Well, you're number five overall pick. I don't think you should if you're going to be a number five overall pick. Granted, unless you're just a uber competitive human, you want to go showcase yourself like Devontae Smith, Heisman winner, going down to Senior Bowl. But then now I'm hearing like some people are opting out of practice. So that means you're only going down to Senior Bowl for the chance to interact with some NFL teams. And potentially because the combine isn't happening the way it normally is, that kind of made a lot more people want to go down to the Senior Bowl. Najee Harris said, I'll put the pads on a couple of times. He's got some big... Big quads coming in, by the way. Mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon's got some competition all of a sudden, but and Saquon. Uh, but the senior ball seems to be much more important this year than it has been. Absolutely. It's way more important. And I know Devontae, I don't even think he did height and weight there. He, he probably went there strictly to talk to coaches face-to-face. Hey, I'm not playing. I'm not weighing. I'm not standing. I'm talking. <laughs> all right, what team am I on? South? Hope we win. Hey, what if uh, – Don't care, though. <laughs> Hey, you think there was any, like, scouts or, like, some coach like, hey, man, get a height on him. Some guy, like, walking by with his iPhone trying to do the little measure app and all that. <laughs> He's, like, right here. So right here. Hey, we take got a him. picture. Take a picture. I'm one. Let's see what he is. Put take a picture. Can you get on a wall? <laughs> I, I, it was right here. I know it because I had my elbow. Trying to slip a scale under his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, they'll get on, like, a, a, on the escalator. 
you know, like oh. that goes up to the thing. They'll just have somebody will go in there and rig the thing. They're like, here he comes. All right, now how much is the other guy? We got to wait for him to weigh in because there's two on one. You guys figure it out. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Don't put it past the NFL. Do not, especially with no combine. They are freaking out, I bet, because they want to get – it's a big deal, man. So, yeah, they want to talk to these guys face-to-face. They want to know everything about them. You get that carnival guy that guesses your weight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They seem to be pretty accurate with everybody except for me. Oh, yeah. They don't account for just the depth of – the midsection. Mm-hmm. You know, you stand there. I win every single time. They're normally 30 pounds off, really? 20 pounds off. Yeah. Now, granted, sometimes I'm 270. Huh? Do they, say, do they say you're 30 pounds heavier than you are or lighter? Lighter, normally. Oh, it's complicated. No, it's not. Yes. It's like when I was 270, I looked like I was 310, you know? But then when I'm normally, <laughs> when I'm, when I'm normally at like 230, 225, I look like I'm like 20, 205. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, there's quite a jump in the looks, you know what I mean? It's a fluctuation game. It is a fluctuation game. It's not a consistency. And that's, you know, for a long time, it was very consistent for these hedge funds on these Wall Street bets, George bets. And now it's all volatile. Have you been following this? Shit is getting wild out here. Yeah, man, there's so many geniuses out there. The more that I, I follow all that's going on, it's pretty crazy. But Foxy and I just learned of a couple also. I had no idea. Oh, here he goes. Who is it? Who in the office? The entire, is, I mean, Diggs is loving the stocks. Oh. Zito loves hey, the stocks. Diggs has made good money. Found a, Hell blue, yeah. found a blue chip yesterday, and Foxy's a little bit jealous. <laughs> Look, I don't know anything about stocks, and I didn't know this office did either. Yeah, that well, that's something we don't talk about here because we're a sports show, I guess. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's what Diggs said. Diggs kept his stocks es- expertise hidden away for the perfect time, and here we are. We got a weapon. A couple Please. things you don't Portfolio talk about at home. work yeah. for this reason. Big yeah. stock, religion, financial. A couple guys in here made some money, though. I'm proud of you guys. Bill oh, yeah. made like hey, 25K. No, Bill, Bill said he's holding the line. <laughs> He's holding the line. Oh, now Bill's holding the line. Oh, you can do Bill's goddamn line. <laughs> he was the first person to fall. You Bill's can do holding both. the line, dude. You can do both. No, you can't. Oh, you're hedged. Oh, you're hedging you against the hedge funds. You're short in GameStop, You can do Tony? both, dude. Hey, way to go. Hey, you. you're hedging against the hedge funds. Hedge funds are large, okay? Yeah, fuck them. This is the classic, would you rather fight one horse or 500 miniature horses. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what's going on right now in this world. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, what's that? Which one do you want? In real life or in this particular situation? In real life. I think you give me 500 of them little things. Uh-huh. And I'm just yeah. running around and I'm doing uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what would you do to the, to the one horse if you had if you got forced to fight the one horse? Him in the yeah. <laughs> sternum, <laughs> sternum, and at some point, sternum, and then that big overhook is coming. By the way, I mean that's there has to be a good spot to hit there. You know what I mean? I would have to get on the horse dummy beforehand, yeah, so I know exactly where it is. But yeah, I'm going sternum, bang, and then back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. Body, bang! A lot of real estate on that jaw. But I would not want to do that. I love horses, mm-hmm. of course. Love Beautiful them. creatures. Love them, yeah. Give them a carrot. Let's get some phone calls. My ear things died. For good. Damn. <laughs> My ear things that died. Happened. I've never seen that happen before on the show. 
Well, no, like the I turn it back on dead. I, I, I think I mixed up which batteries are dead and alive. It's a bummer. You got to do this again. Yeah. So I'm just listening through this thing over here. Someone's playing taps right now, basically. Yeah. Somebody's playing taps right now. No, it's not dead. It's, it's, I think it's good. I just don't know what the batteries were. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were okay. saying it died. That's why, you know, I was bummed for Cancel you. Cancel taps, please. No, no, yeah. no. Please save the tap. <laughs> okay. Jesus. We don't want to do that again. Hey, so sorry to interrupt this conversation. That's cooking right now. Yes, it is cooking. Uh, everyone always talks about how important it is to get a good night's rest, don't they? Mm-hmm. Hey, you need a good, good night's sleep. I didn't get a great night's sleep last night. And it, by the way, this morning we could tell, but then the energy of the day kind of mm-hmm. got after it. But people for your entire life have been saying, hey, make sure you sleep well tonight. Hey, get a good night's sleep. Need to get a good night's sleep. Make sure you get a good night's sleep tonight. But it's not always as easy as people just saying get a good night's sleep, especially if you're like me, where your mind is always thinking, mind is always going. Maybe you're thinking about tomorrow. Maybe for whatever reason, you just can't fall asleep. That happens to a lot of us. And CBDMD has come through with something called CBDPM that puts you out like a light. Like a light. Slip through the flight. That's why the folks at CBDPM created CBD. Our CBDMD created CBDPM to help you get the rest you deserve and feel your best every morning. CBDPM blends 500 milligrams of superior CBD with sleep-promoting ingredients like melatonin, what? valerian root, what? and chamomile to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. So whether you're up late with the kids, pets, or existential dread, you can turn to CBDPM and get the rest you need to handle anything that comes your way. I use it. Nick is a big-time proponent of it. Uh, I believe there's a couple others in the office that use it on a nightly basis. Some guys get into it whenever they need to reset their sleep cycle. But I've been very thankful for CBDMD, CBDPM. Uh, it's something I, I legitimately use. I think you will enjoy it as well if you're not a great sleeper. But also CBDMD has a bunch of other products, whether it's uh, for soreness, mm-hmm. uh, for anything else. I mean, they legitimately got a bunch of CBD, superior CBD products. And right now you can get 25% off your next order. It's almost a, a quarter there, dude. Damn near. When you go to CBDMD.com, CBDMD.com, and you use promo code McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, you'll get 25% off your purchase of high-quality CBD oil products from CBDMD. Big thanks to CBDMD for being a hell of a partner with this show and also for creating products that directly affect my life, like the sleep one, because if not, I'm up all goddamn night. Back to the show. <laughs> Is this copyright free? Nick, no way this is allowed to be played right now. Oh, yeah, Papi, this is the He's Pop McAfee Show. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is Marty Vicks. Yeah, good to go. Marty, come on. Jesus. Marty! Yes! What's he saying, Z? I don't know, but it is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> lovely is a great way to describe yeah. it. What is he saying, man, sir? Buy low, sell high. He <laughs> <laughs> stops so it. Dance with no breaks, baby. Dance with no breaks? No breaks. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, that's good. Hey. That's- I mean, you're going to get tired, though. He's talking to younger group of people, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's 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 not our speed. Used to be able to go, though, you know? Yeah. Used to be able to hit a dance floor, yeah. and I will see you in a couple hours. <laughs> and when I come back, I'm going to be drenched. Need mm-hmm. a new shirt. I mean, it's going to be a problem. But, hey, we're going to have a good time out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. 
I'll tell you, what, I'll give you a little shoulder bump. You know what I mean? I'll give you a little mm-hmm. shoulder bop. You know, a little ditty in the background, or whatever. But then about halfway through it, because all my Oculus box and starts to tighten up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Sorry, right, let's change the song. All right, let's not start feeling it too much. <laughs> let's get out of here. I'll get past it though. It's a young man's game though, dancing with no breaks. Yeah, that's really right. Yeah. Sometimes you have to know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I do know: stocks. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah. Stop, 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 stop. People are very pissed off about what's going on here. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. As it should be. Well, I mean, this has become a massive distraction, hasn't it? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Do you ever, I mean, anybody thinking about that? I mean, this is this is taking over everything, by distraction the way. Distraction from. Who knows? You tell me, whoa, Foxy. Whoa, whoa. You tell me, Foxy. Because at Evan Foxy, by the way, his opinions do not reflect that of his employer or his peers. <laughs> but it is this is taking over every conversation. We we are the dumbest sports show of all time with the dumbest human hosting it. Also, some interesting intelligence levels <laughs> alongside. Okay, <laughs> and we let off this show with stocks. Yeah. Had to had to do it. Yeah, it is taking over everything. Is there anything else going on in the world? I don't know. At the time? No. That you, we that you, we should even think about? No, nothing else. I don't know. Naked's back up though, guys. What is? Naked. NKD, by the way. Ride the wave, baby. Ride What's going wave. on, Gumpy? What about the denominator? Oh, see? Oh, see? Well, we solved that triple mess. <laughs> see, I walked and, in this and morning. Drugs, and COVID sniffing dogs. Oh, COVID oh, is. Oh. Excuse me. COVID's extinct. Hey, great transition, Thank by you. the way. Hey, we said this last week. We said this last week. We need one to 10 million COVID sniffing uh-huh, dogs uh-huh. stat, yeah. okay? I understand that dogs are um, an incredible part of our society, okay? And I have a couple dogs now that live with uh, my wife and I. Uh, they dominate the home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I, I've, I've become a full-on dog and cat person because of the dogs that I have connected with here. And dogs have done incredible things. Uh, shout out to my wife, by the way. She loves all animals, uh, including the goddamn raccoon family oh. mm-hmm. that we have in the back porch and the possums yeah. and the squirrels and the fox eye. Yeah. But the fox don't come around when that coyote shows up. Yeah, that's right. The coyote shows up, the uh, the animals get a little quiet. But anyways, dog, shout out to my wife, Fur the Brand, F-U-R, the brand, shout out to her. Shout out. But... Dogs have been doing really cool shit for humans for oh, a yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, you go way back, even before that goddamn stock market started, which was in 1792, by the way. But dogs have been doing awesome things for humans for a long, long time. You know, I mean, obviously, smelling bombs for, uh, yep. that yep. saved it. You know, that came in there in the dog when we should go the other way. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it last week. The first one, the first dog to do that, there was some meathead. You know, I was like, that fucking... And I am not done no. I done no damn thing. <laughs> and then he walked and he blew up. Yeah. Okay, and everybody was like, all right, see, don't be like Dan. All right, let's go ahead and do this. Mm-hmm. So then we started trusting dogs with that. And then there was like, you know, packages the dogs were smelling to find things, oh, yeah. whether it was uh, drugs, which we need to stop. Let's do this. All right, this is what we do. Take all the marijuana dogs that are currently training. Send them into the COVID sniffing yes. dogs yes. because COVID sniffing dogs had made an appearance in the 305, the MIAO, the Miami Heat last night had COVID sniffing dogs. The, the dogs would walk by you, smell you. If they keep it moving, just like in the airport, you ain't got it. If they sno- uh, stop and snoop around, everybody hit the deck. Yeah. <laughs> there is a COVID <laughs> human here. What if you have beef jerky in your pocket? Imagine if you're in line. Oh, man. Imagine if you're in line, okay? 
Yeah, the dogs are much smarter than that. See that? Yeah. <laughs> beef jerky ain't going to slow Unless down. the beef jerky has COVID on it. Oh, if holy it a, shit. If it is a COVID cow <laughs> yes. that that beef jerky oh, yeah. came from. Oh, oh, bad cow disease? But imagine, you know, you go to a game and, you know, you're trying to practice social distance, yes, yes. obviously. Of course. But you just, you know, accidentally have a conversation with an old pal, okay, that you saw. Like, oh, you got a ticket? Man, not a lot of tickets. Congrats to you. Oh, thanks, man. Quick dap up, maybe, maybe a fist bump, uh, maybe fist bump or whatever. And it's like, all right, let's head in there. He's about six feet in front of you. The dog walks Smells you, walks past you, you're like, whew. And then the guy you were just talking to, that dog goes ahead and takes a seat and just starts barking at you. <laughs> Could you imagine the feeling? Oh, no, no. How, you should probably come back and smell me. I think it was dormant for uh, like maybe 30 seconds or there. I think you should get another sniff because I need to know because I was just, you know, did they find anybody? Did we get any updates on the snow, uh, uh, COVID sniffing dogs? Did they catch any COVID? I looked into it and I did not find anything. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. That's following proper protocols by the fans right there who get tested, stay in your hotel, get tested, go into the game. I'd assume that's what you have to do if you're going into an (laughs) arena in 2021, which is very similar to 2020. But, man, we need one to to as many as possible of these COVID-sniffing dogs. I know what's taking so long. I just found out, too, dogs can sniff cancer, narcolepsy, Mm -hmm. Migraines, death, low blood sugar, mm-hmm. death, and seizures. They're unbelievable. That's insane. Yeah, they're absolutely the unbelievable. That's, That's the why the they're sniffing you all the time, Zeke. <laughs> no, they don't smell, they don't smell <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> all right. Zeke. Oh, you did. Let's get to the phones. Anyways, we need these dogs. I would like one. I would like one. That'd be great. Or two. Can I teach? My dog, Chuck. Yes. He's a corgi. Okay. He is a passionate sniffer. Mm-hmm. All right. He will go and then he'll boop with his nose too. So he's, and he's very intelligent. He's an asshole, but he's a, he seems like a, can I, is there a step by step? Can I get a COVID sniffing dog for dummies book? Mm-hmm. And, and, and can I get a guide one to get Chuck to do this? Cause then I just walk around with Chuck and he's what? I'm clear then, right? Yeah. It's I mean, if easy. I know anything about corgis, they have, I mean, their noses can sniff a variety of different scents. So if you could somehow find like a COVID sample yes. that, you know, you could okay. maybe just out in the yard, pop it to him and then give him a treat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give him a little treat a, afterwards. Ring a, a bell. Mm-hmm. And then give a non COVID sample, no treat. Yeah, Chuck, nope. And boom, Chuck knows. Now Chuck knows. Now I got a COVID-sniffing dog named Chuck. Huh? Yeah. What a time that would be. (laughs) That'd be great. Imagine me just fucking walking around with Chuck. (laughs) No mask. Don't don't say anything. Check him out, Chuck. (laughs) All right, what's up, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Just walking. That's what we should be having at this point. Uh If that's going to open things back up, let's get to the dog. Let's do it. Let's get to the phones. By the way, that's something that was covered on this show with, I think, high journalistic integrity. Absolutely. I mean, we're just covering the news that's coming. Hey, just doing our jobs here. How are the stocks doing? Are they holding line? Or? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're still up. But they, they, they weren't up, though. So, like, <laughs> still up. That From one, the last update I gave you. Okay, so they are still going. Yeah. We've held the line. We've held okay. the line. For now. All right. Hey, big, you- big congrats to... Those who are holding the line right now, because there's probably a lot of temptation to potentially not hold the line any longer. I also didn't know we had stock market experts in this office until this morning. It's been kind of fun, right? It's awesome to learn about. It it has been kind of fun. Everyone in here. I know we had a sarcastic expert back there. (laughs) 
Foxy was. Foxy walked in this morning and some people were breaking it all down to him. He's like, oh, I didn't fucking know you. Is that what happened this morning? I mean, I've known these guys for three years and not one mention of the stocks has ever happened until today. Wow, wow. Like, you, you know, are. You never asked us. straight from college to here. He knows nothing about. Oh, Foxy? Yeah. Yeah, Foxy that's, has had a very interesting don't, life. But that's why I wasn't talking about it. It was also interesting to watch Foxy go, oh, this is nothing. This will all be over soon. And then the stocks skyrocket <laughs> through the roof the minute it he came mushed, out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. Mushed. That did happen. He's using he his curse for good. He got to, he's yeah. using his curse for good. Yeah. It's about time. Foxy's a hero. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Jeff in St. Louis. Big Jeff, Jeff, what's going on, dude? What's up, Pat? How you doing, man? Hey, not too shabby. We just learned Foxy's a hero, and, and that's mm-hmm. a big change for what has been normally <laughs> happening around here. So, I mean, pretty breaking news, I guess, on this particular Thursday, but we're just hanging out, pal. What do you got going on? What do you want to talk about? Not much, man. Just sit at home. I uh, had to come home from the damn COVID, you know, oh, so wait for the test results to come back and, uh, you know, just hanging out with you guys every Hold day. So, Hope you're okay. You know, Hope you're okay, by the way. Uh, sorry you got to, you had to go through the COVID cave and the battle there, but mm. hope you're all right. Are you holding the line over there, or are you just watching from afar? Oh, I, I am sitting at home watching you on the screen, watching you on my TV, and uh, yeah. just hanging out in my room, you know. Not, hold not the line. Hold, hold that hold line. Hold the line, <laughs> hold hold the line soldier. Line. Yeah, hold that boy, Jeff. Uh, what do you want to talk about, dude? Uh, I want to talk about Matt Stafford, man. Uh, I just really don't think he's worth a number one pick. Now, yeah. I'm not saying he's not worth value, but I'm just saying with all his injuries and just like, I mean, he isn't injuries. that old, but he is kind of old. I mean, he, he just had a broken back, back a year ago. Injuries, dude. Sorry. Um, Jeff. Jeff, okay. Very valid point there. And maybe people will be a bit scared because if guys, you know, have any red flags injury wise, that can predict you wanting to draft somebody in certain positions. So I could see how you could potentially spin that into he's not worth it. Didn't he finish the season though? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are we even talking about? He was on a terrible team and he finished the season. The guy has – obviously, you don't play that long in the NFL at that position and not have injuries at some point. I mean, uh, if you basically look around, I think – except for Tom, I guess, right? Aaron Aaron had a broken leg. Yeah, Tom mm-hmm. blew his knee out. And he had that thumb injury before the uh, AFC. Yeah, so if you're playing football that long, mm-hmm. especially for that team, yeah. yeah, you know, in passing the ball that often, I yep. assume you're going to uh, have injuries. But he finished the season, so it's just like any other. You're getting a veteran quarterback. You're not getting like a uh, uh, quarterback that we don't know if their body's going to be able to hang or not in the NFL. He played with a broken neck, though, right? Or broken yeah. oh, back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Broken back. Fucked up thumb, bunch of ligaments Shoulders. messed up in it. I Ankle think. was like, bad, ribs. too. Yeah, like that's a, you know. It's a guy. That's a guy you'd like. Oh, in your, in the Lions would have went own sixteen without him this year. I guarantee it. That's yeah. that question is also fun to do with a lot of other quarterbacks. What do you think the Packers are without Aaron Rodgers? Oh, oh. love. Ah. All right, just flip it three and thirteen. There's no. By the way, by the way, they have a lot of good players on that team. They okay, do. let's yeah, not get crazy. They do. And and it's been fun being a fan of that team this year. And I assume there is potentially some offense taken by some of the players on the team whenever people say stuff like that. But whenever you think about like what the teams at the very, very top, which you guys are competing with right now, are doing. It could just be one piece that's like a, a massive addition somewhere, like a an X factor somewhere. You know, like all it takes is that one thing. And that's that's what we're referring to. It felt like if this season while watching why he's winning the MVP, it's like, yo, if they didn't have the quarterback that was just like, okay, I'll go out and score whenever I want, however I want, with the incredibly talented weapons, mm-hmm. okay? But maybe you put in another quarterback in there and similar results happen. It's not going to be the same, but similar results happen. I get that. But if you put him a basic quarterback in that team, 
or somebody that isn't like a, like a dude, like a, a guy that will be talked about forever as one of the GOATs, I mean, that's a very different outcome, I think, for that Green Bay Packers squad. Yeah, it puts a lot more strain on their defense. I mean, like, And then? You, well, on their special teams. I mean, they shit-canned the coordinator uh, yesterday. So oh, yeah. yeah, okay, so I was intrigued about that because Mo, the assistant special teams coordinator, um, Maurice, mm-hmm. I've just called Coach Mo. Like Drayton, or Drayton, yeah, 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 Drayton, Coach Mo. I liked him a lot. He was a good guy. And whenever I went up and when I called the Packers Lions game, uh, I got a chance to see him, you know, and talk to him a little bit. He he was very relatable. He was assistant for us, just like he was assistant at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I saw some people were pushing him to become the special teams coordinator. Mm-hmm. I like Mo a lot as a person. I think he was liked by a lot of people in there. I know a lot of people respected him. And Tom McMahon. Um, I mean, he's had like a bunch of coaches now at this point go on to be special teams coordinators in place and have success because of the playbook and the things that you put the, put together. I would assume Mo has access to that from Tom. They're very tight. Um, but if you don't if you don't focus on having a special teams weapon or two, I mean, it's not really going to change anything. You know what I mean? Like you have to have some players in there too. Right. You know, like Mo can do so much, right? Like like I think a coach can do so much, but if you don't have dudes in there, Mason's a dude, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a guy. Yeah, I think you have to find one at punter. Like yeah. I, I think, and this is just me coming from a punting uh, position that I was in where I played pretty fucking good, yeah. and Vinatieri was pretty fucking good yeah. too. So, and you have to have like two to three like special teams dudes, and then you got the kicker, punter. And the couple special teams dudes that you keep around can can kind of control most things, mm-hmm. right? Like there was a couple guys through my career. Uh, Sergio Brown was the first guy. I punted to Sergio Brown basically every single time. Uh, then there was obviously Matthias Farley, Cole Anderson, and then Chris Milton. But there was there's just like one or two guys that you have that you just kind of punt towards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dewey McDonald was a guy. That we, uh, Darius Hayward Bay became yeah. one of those guys. So if you have two of those guys on your team, all right, one for PP and one that you can use as a gunner, and then on kickoff you can put them in different places, and then on returns you can have them running all the blocks or the roundup block or the roundup blocks down the field or the potential pump blocks in their smart heady play. Like I think that is a big benefit to your team. The Patriots for a long, long time, they always have a guy. They always have a special teams guy, kicker, punter, always good. Like that is just, that is a way to handle one third of the game without having to invest a massive amount of money. And I think that's what Bill Polian's method was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bill Polian was a lot less on, I'll give you two good players. He was more like just one because we've paid, you know, Peyton, Freeney, Mathis, wide receivers. So special teams, we just need a good punter, good kicker, and hang on, basically. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the only way you really change that. you got to have a little bit of a focus when it comes to personnel in there. Well, to your point, before the current, the guy that just got fired, Sean Menengo, was there. Ron Zook, they had the worst-ranked special teams in the league, like the year he got fired. So, I mean... Zook Zook was an interesting special team. Yeah, he stunk. (laughs) He was fucking terrible. I think they they tried to run a... uh, They tried to run a... um, Oh, fuck, I forget what it's called. Basically like a pull-shoot. Yeah, pull-shoot block on us, which was illegal. And Tom McMahon was not happy because he felt like Zook was trying to uh, to potentially... Take someone out. Huh. 
No, oh. not like try to take me out, but it, they were getting people very close, like every single time. Mm -hmm. And they were doing it from something that wasn't legal at the time. So Tom McMahon was not happy. And I assume Tom and him had a relationship too. So it was like a friendship. I don't know if it was a friendship or whatever. But, but I remember that conversation happening either during the game or after the game. Because I don't notice that shit. Like, hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just catching the ball and I'm going to kick the ball. And I'll tell you what. Guys are really close right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. And then he gets the sideline. They're, like, they're running a pole shout. They're running a pole shout. <laughs> oh, they're just setting me up. Hmm. Oh, damn. All right, I'm going to get this one off a little bit quicker. <laughs> to your point, having dudes on special teams, too. Like, you were able to pull, like, Darius Hayward Bay, you mentioned. Yeah. You went and actually said, like, hey, let's put him. this yeah. guy on here. Fought. Like, the Packers, I assume they don't have someone who's like, you know what? That guy's probably going to do well with us if we can use him on special teams. He was awesome. Guy runs very fast, yeah. was very tall, and was like a super nice guy, and we weren't really using him on offense. Hey, can I just get him just to run? Is there any way we can just have him? And I'll just punt right to him the entire mm -hmm. time. Uh, we got to ask Darius or whatever. And then Tom McMahon went to bat for it, and then he got out there, and then he got like a three, four-year uh -huh. deal with yep. the Steelers as a special yeah. teamer, basically. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was really good. Cool. you got to have one of those guys, though. And whenever you watch the Packers do any special teams this year, it was very obvious, like, Oh, they don't have a guy. Mm -hmm. Because there's that one time where what? That return happened where J.K. Scott got shook. Yeah, against the Jaguars. And they had four dudes lined up straight behind each other. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, that, that can't happen. Hey, hey. Hey, that can't happen. <laughs> can't win with it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Now, can your punter just eliminate the returner every single ball? Yeah, he can. J.K. might get there. Who knows? No, it's not. Get rid of him. Don't be so Whoa. negative. <laughs> nah, I mean, he stinks. Why get are you so negative? Because he stinks. He shrinks in the big moments. All right, let's go to Craig in Illinois. That's rude of you, by the way. Well, you know. Put just, Tave on that, Gunner. Just calling it like I see it. He does pull out. I don't know if he's. Because, like, the, the person has to agree to do that as well, you know. Oh, okay. I think Tave. I'm not 100% sure. But, like, running down the field and tackling somebody also is something that you have to kind of mm -hmm. mentally want to do. And I'm not saying Tavon doesn't want to do that. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying I'm not sure if he's ever done that or not. He took one back 98 against me. Oh. Tavon just like high step by me, too. It was tough. It was very tough. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Craig? What up, Craig? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, yeah. How are you? Well, Craig stinks. Oh, oh man. man. Craig. He had something good, too. I doubt it. <laughs> no, I think he probably did. I think Craig probably did, you know, because it sounded like there was a little bit of uh, excitement there or whatever, you know. Like I got a good one. I think he did. But for some reason, sometimes that tech will just get you at the wrong time. What are you going to do? 5G. And also, I mean, you're on your phone right now on an internet that is currently entrenched in battle. Exactly. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us today. Hey, you rock with us. We are so incredibly grateful. Hashtag end a pod squad. We'll give away $5,000. If you made it this far into the show. You are incredibly awesome, and I am very, very grateful for it. Me too. Thank you for holding the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. We appreciate the hell out of you. Um, hashtag end of pod squad. Take a picture where you're listening, whatever you're doing. Tweet it. Ty, we'll find some winners. Mm -hmm. We'll give away $5,000 just because you guys are the greatest. Uh, we'll be back manana with a nice feel-good Friday. I'm not sure how it could feel any better than what happened today, but feel-good Friday tomorrow. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a gorgeous Thursday. Cheers. <laughs>